0: Good evening. We call the meeting, of Liberty County Board of Commissioners, to order. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Thank you. Uh, good to see everyone. Uh, happy Day after Labor Day. Um, hello to everybody who's following us on uh, Facebook. Thank you so much for being diligent. I hear I'm getting to hear some reviews now from people about watching us on Facebook. So we hope that we're doing our best to, to serve the people well. At this time, we have Pastor Richard Hayes here who passes. New Day Community Church in the city of Waltham. who leads us in our invocation and our pledge of allegiance. Please stand for that.
1: Good afternoon, commissioners. Yes. Yes, special happy birthday belated to our thank chairman, you. commissioner. Thank you, sir. tonight, uh, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Most gracious and heavenly father, we are so thankful and honored just to be here on tonight. We thank you for how you've taken care of us and watched over us. We thank you for all the many blessings that you bestowed upon us now, God, we ask that you would continue to bless and watch over this community, even as we tackle and deal with the effects of COVID-19 and how it's affecting our medical personnel and those that are in leadership, making decisions concerning this and uh, those that are being affected by it in their bodies and in their health, Lord, we ask you would just bless them, that you would watch over them, that you would keep this community on one accord and in good health, and that you would continue to allow us to flourish and continue to grow. We thank you for what you've done and for what you're getting ready to do. Give these leaders insight and wisdom and understanding and allow them to do the things that will help to better this community and all those that are affected by it, for not only now, but even in our future, that they prepare the way. And we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I pledge pledge allegiance to the flag flag of the the United States States of of America America, and and to to the the republic Republic for which which it stands, stands, one nation nation under under God, Indivisible with with liberty and
0: justice justice for all. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Frazier did indicate that he'll be a little late arriving, so we'll expect him in a little while. Okay, approval of the um, August meeting minutes.
2: So moved, Mr. Chairman.
0: Yes, motion and second, we approve the minutes for the month of August. Any discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Thank you. Minutes are approved. Um, awards and presentation, GMAS Award. Mr. Hunter Keys here. Come forward, sir.
3: Well, greetings, commissioners. Thank you for having me tonight. Um, I'm here representing both the CRC as the Director of Information Services and GMIS. Uh, GMIS is the Government Management Information Systems. It's a professional organization here in the state of Georgia where IT professionals get together twice a year, share ideas, uh, have training, and oftentimes use our networking to uh, help e- each other get through hurdles in the IT process. Uh, this year at the Spring Conference, uh, GMIS awarded four awards to its person- personnel, and uh, one of them was the Government to Government Award. One of them is Government to Citizens. There is a outstanding staff person and a, uh, a bright star. And this one here I'm to present is for the Government to Government Collaborative Award that I'd like to present to Clint Stanley. Uh, he, along with Camden County and McIntosh County, came together to form a what's called SEAGRASS, Southeast Georgia Regional Alliance for Spatial Solutions. And this group, through economies of scale, created a single 911 database that allows to be next gen 911 compliant. So they started a year ago with manuals on the addressing process, went on to build a schema, and then finally have loaded that up and uh, have an anomaly marking system where if a bad address can't go in anymore, it actually blocks it. Down the road we see this as a web service where people could actually add an address from a clerk's office um, and all the rules would apply prohibiting them from adding a bad address. So, at this moment, I'd like to give Clint the award and, and uh, just thank him for his partnership. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank
0: you Speech, speech. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's
4: an honor to receive this. Um, you know, Hunter, Hunter was a big part of it and we did a lot of work on this project, so it's, it's great to get this.
0: Hunter, come, we, uh, we try to make it a Kodak moment, if you come. You guys will come here, stand behind us, and we'll we won't cheat Clint out of his 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 moment in time. with the Houston song. Missions, y'all will come
5: around.
0: Congratulations, you, sir. sir. All right. <laughs> right I'm best to keep us on key tonight. We've got a lengthy agenda. We want to make sure that we have ample time to discuss items I and J. So try to keep us on, on track if you would appreciate that. All righty. Um, water service request, Josh Wheeler.
6: You
0: Yep. Yeah, okay. Marcus Sack? <laughs> I do have
7: a couple of years left. <laughs> <laughs> well, good afternoon. Good
0: afternoon.
7: <laughs> um, I'm Marcus Sack representing uh, Mr. Josh Wheeler today, who is requesting some additional water for a proposed subdivision on Bill Carter Road. The uh, tract of land is around 163 acres, of which portions of it consist of wetlands and a swamp. Mm -hmm. Um, We're anticipating 200 units for this subdivision, which would equate to 80,000 gallons. Mr. Wheeler's just requesting that that water be allocated to this subdivision as part of his due diligence, so that he feels comfortable spending the, uh, the investment to make the subdivision go, knowing that he has water.
0: The sewer will be septic. (laughs) <laughs> Acclimate me, if you will, a little bit. Acclimate us a little bit, the property you're referencing.
7: Say that one more time.
0: Acclimate us to the property, the property that you're referencing. I know you said Bill oh, yeah, Carter so Road, it's but. No,
7: it's known as, I think, track five of the Sassafras Plantation. Um, it is on, it's on Bill Carter Road. I don't, I don't have a map to present to you. Um, is it, is it? Okay, that'd be wonderful.
8: hmm okay, that's about center of that property coming all the way back down to there's a brick house in the way Robin Bayern stands. Okay, right across there's a brick cross from there so Jones house. Mm-hmm. So in that area up to uh the, you know,
7: I'm not real sure. It's not far from the intersection. There's a there's a mm-hmm. area. There's a 10-inch line that mm-hmm. goes down. I think it turns into an 8-inch line, and it, it fronts the property. Okay,
0: okay. Just want to kind of get a feel of what you're talking about. Yes,
7: sir. Sorry about that. I should have... Uh,
0: Mr. Stevens, I think he needs your mic on. I think he needs your mic on. Turn your mic on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right.
2: Yeah. All right, any further
0: questions, from Mr. Wheeler?
2: About well, I just got... Uh, Mayor, now, you said where the, um, Mr. Billy Walthall's service station is. Is this uh, property includes the service station, or is
8: No, it's across got, the road. The across the road, the, road the road from the service
2: station. On the service station, yeah. okay,
8: okay. There used to be a teaching well out there many years ago, you know, fish I'm, pond. And
2: I'm not near as old as you, but that, that's
0: fine. <laughs> I know you were too young for that Yeah, one.
2: okay. <laughs> I know where it is now. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, let's say We have some, potential for some more customers for our water line. All right. 200, 200 yeah,
7: units, Marcus? Yes, we're thinking 200
0: units. So, uh, yeah, so that's where it's at. More houses in the country. So that's more, 200
7: yeah. more houses. We're run, we're running out of country in
2: Liberty. <laughs> One, you know the, the price range, or, or do we have a subdivision it, uh, it, that, that I could kind of?
7: We're still early on, but it would be typical of what we, we're used to seeing in our subdivisions in, in Liberty County. That price point, you know, somewhere from 200 to 350. Oh, wow. okay. On okay. Half acre okay. lot, yes sir. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, so
8: he, you need an approval to. This would be the first step.
7: This would be the first step, yes sir.
8: Okay. All right, Mr. Chairman. All right. Can I make a motion that we are allowed to give uh, this water. new developing subdivision to, of 200 uh, water? Is it to Mr. Josh Wheeler?
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the developer. <clears throat> okay, second. Oh, he's the developer. Mr. Chairman, before, mm-hmm. before we go in that order, I know you, you asked him a few questions, but I had something I wanted to ask, Marcus. Yes, sir. The where, where the line is at now, Marcus, how far will it be that it has to be reinstalled with the eight-inch line to make sure we've got the fire hydrants and all in there?
7: It, it, it's already in. It, it fronts On the right. main road?
9: Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. so now all you gotta to do is in. tap and go in? That's right. Okay. That's right. I'm not
7: telling a story, am I, Okay, thank you. I <laughs> wanted to make sure. It, well, I figured it's been you, a was, while since you I was
9: working that. with that other uh, group when y'all put it in, so I just want to make sure you knew where it was
7: at. Yes, sir. Thank no boring you. under the road or nothing yes. like that? No, sir. It's on our side. Okay. Thank
9: you. I see it, Mr. Chairman. Just All right. clarification. want right. to make sure we ain't spending no more money.
0: Will you, will you second the motion for me?
9: Yes, sir, I will. Right.
0: Motion is second. All, right. All in favor? All right. Thank Through, you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, one step. Thank you for investing in Incorporated Liberty County. Lease agreement, 1881 Hodges Road, Sheriff and Company.
10: <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing? First of all, thank y'all thank for having you. us. and Happy belated birthday, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
8: And uh, Mr. Chairman, you, uh, Mr. Sheriff, you got one sitting in that corner over there. He, I was told he had a birthday, too.
10: Happy birthday, happy belated birthday. <laughs> also, uh, <our laughs> young man, Davion Mitchell had a birthday also. I yeah. so would like to have it, tell him happy late birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have my uh, subject matter expert on this area, Mr. Bill Kirkendall. He'll come up here and explain yeah. what we're we doing and what we need, and then I'll come back behind.
0: All right, sir. Good evening, Mr. Chairman. Hello, Mr. sir. Yes,
10: sir.
4: We were before you tonight requesting a lease agreement to be approved for a a building located at 1763 West Highway 196 in Hinesville. If you recall, this is the old Mace building or the drug unit building out on 196 West. Um, The reason for this request is recently we've had to sell off two trailers, one of which we were using for the training trailer out at the uh, sheriff's office. The the roof was falling in, the walls had mold and the floor had some soft spots. It was uninhabitable. And we had employees that were going in there and actually being exposed to mold and having some negative uh, allergic reactions to it. So we had to shut it down. Um, those buildings have been sold. So now we're sitting there with no training location. We're borrowing space right now from the district attorney's office. They graciously allowed us to use their, their conference room to hold training classes in. Um, but we have a $64,000 uh, cost free simulator that we won on that we rewarded on a grant. We can't even set it up, we don't have space to set it up. Uh, there's a lot of classes that we would like to have in-house that we simply do not have the location right now to host that, to host those classes. Uh, we're also seen as a regional venue for training, and we can't host those classes right now because of the lack of adequate training space. So what we've done is we've uh, actually toured several locations in Hinesville, looked at some commercial properties, and this location really, really stood out to us. Uh, I was present when the vault at this location was poured, and I know that the vault walls are at least two inch, th- or two feet thick, uh, one solid pour of concrete with rebar uh, reinforcement, and that would be used as our evidence vault. Right now, we have some issues with our security of our evidence, and it's spread out in several locations. Don't really wanna disclose those in an open forum, but they're spread out in several locations across Hinesville, and the security is an issue. We would never pass a state inspection at this point if we were to have a state inspection today. Um, if we move to the new location, that would all be corrected with, with one move. Um, We've actually, were able to negotiate the lease down and save $6,000 extra a year on the lease from what the original request was. And we've we've, uh, presented that lease to the county attorney and to Mr. Brown, and they've taken a look at it. I believe they tweaked it, and Mr. Brown can make his recommendation from here.
6: Yeah, this is the review, and I know Mr. Davis is here, and I know that uh, I had opportunity to to go out and meet and look at those conditions that, that exist and don't exist for training out there. So um, I mean, our recommendation is that we we ask you to approve that lease at this point, so they can have some space there. Okay.
0: okay.
2: <clears throat> Questions? I just have one question. Uh, Bill, I was going to call you chief again. I can still call you chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, that building I, and, and the Hodges Road—that's. Um, it's the 196 address. Is that that's not Hodges Road, is it? No, sir.
4: No. I'm not sure where this address came from. <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah. 1763 West.
2: Right. Yeah, the, the old Mace building next to uh, used to be Hoppin and John's um, yes, convenience store. Yes, sir. Now, um, and, and I remember that uh, that was that was the Mace building, and you were saying something about a vault. So when that building was built years ago, let's say 15, 20 years ago, it was built with law enforcement in mind.
4: It was constructed by Mr. Hodges and, and Kevin with the intention of mace, uh, renting those, that location. So yes, it was built for a drug unit okay. to be a drug unit.
2: And, and, and what, what and your drug unit now is a, across the street in the old Heinz house? Yes, sir. It's downtown here. Okay. The, the one that, uh, Dryden gave us, Mr. Chairman, is that, mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it and, is. And the mm-hmm. pros
4: and cons of that location, sure. Being downtown is great, but we can't make any changes to that location.
2: It has historic value. Well, so, you, you know, and it, it was a house. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, it, it was a house, a house. and uh, Mr. Dryden um, gave it to the county, and mm. I think we, uh, the sheriff department at the time, went in there and did what they could. But it's, I mean, it's upstairs, and it's, it's the rooms are real small. I, mm. When Claude was over, there, I went over there a few times to visit with him. So it's not Mm-mm. conducive to, to, to what y'all need. Mm. Very true. And then you know, and then we have a, a building that's, um, that's. Mostly constructed for for the purpose of, I, I guess is what y'all saying with the vault and everything for security and and whatever else you need.
4: Yes, sir. And it also have secure parking to the rear. That's a uh, motorized gate, so I have secure parking. There's a lot of uh, boxes that this location checks for us.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Any other questions?
4: <clears throat> Mr. Brown. Yes, sir.
8: How long you think we might be at this lease?
6: Uh don't <laughs> know, <no>, sir. <laughs> I know, I know that uh, to answer your question, Commissioner Stevens, we, we've had some initial meetings with an architect to talk about doing some stuff out at the jail location uh, with training facilities and everything that they need, and, and possibly even some additional stuff that could be used uh, by other jurisdictions. But that's in the planning stages, hopefully, something to consider in your next splash. Great. And, right. sir, we
4: do have an opt out option right? the yeah. lease as well, so we can back out at any time. Great.
6: Now,
8: I think I saw it, but just for clarification, maintenance on the building, would it be the county or would it be Kevin?
4: That, that's Mr. Kevin. Mr. Okay, Mr. Okay. Okay.
9: So we'll, what we're looking at here, Bill, is probably sometime in the future is gonna have to be property that you're gonna want to have your, your training as far as your monthly or quarterly uh, qualifying, and then of course the people that will go into the simulators, and everybody's been reading a lot, you know, about the the issues out here, uh, you know, with um, law enforcement and, and this, um, this tragic thing about these people with these mental issues and all of that. So all what you're trying to do here now is just get in a spot temporarily until something else can be found. Yes, sir. And we, what do we have out at the, the existing jail, Joey? I mean, more. I mean, where the trailers are at out there. Of course, we're right up in a residential area and next to a school. So, I mean, the jail at one time was in the woods, <laughs> and it's not, not anymore. anymore. So, I'm just asking. We probably need to be, or whoever needs to be, looking uh, for property and. The training and the whatever's got to be done on it. I know there's some of that has to go to, you know, wherever. But I just want to make sure that we, you know, yeah, looking the down job. the road. I mean, that's what our job is. So. Mm-hmm. We
10: we have enough area behind the jail going back toward the old airfield and track. That's enough property back there for us to go ahead and essentially put another building back on that side. So we don't have to go and look for some. We already have existing spots. Okay. And also we have a little bit left on the right side of the jail, uh, going around to the, on the range side. So we have the areas, we just need to get a building constructed and get something that's gonna benefit us for not just for now, for 20 or 30 years down the road. Because Liberty County is constantly growing on a daily basis. How, where did y'all,
9: when you were in the city police, where did y'all do y'all's training at? Was it built, was that enough room upstairs? Yes, sir. We haven't had an upstairs training room there at the police department. Also, we could
4: use, shut down the courtroom and schedule training around court sessions, and we could actually use the courtroom, which
6: is a little bit larger.
2: Okay. I I um, talked with Joy, uh, Mr. Chairman, <laughs> if I may. I have talked with Joy, and, and um, you know it seems to be um, um, the consensus. Well, not the consensus, but um, uh, Joy answered. Um, some, some of the questions that I had and I, I, I do you. know that um th- this is a lease um and I um, you know you're comparing the lease to the to the gift <laughs> that we got from um mm-hmm. from mr Dryden but again that that building is um not something that y'all really need at, at, at this this time and um you know hopefully we can um you know down the line maybe on the next round of splash or what have you mm-hmm. maybe look at um you know, constructing a, a building for that purpose. Um, so.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Everybody good? Okay. <clears throat> Chair, entertain a motion.
8: Mr. Chairman, i make the motion that we enter an agreement with Kevin Hodges to lease the mm-hmm. building for the Liberty County Sheriff's Department.
9: I'll second it.
0: Motion and second. We enter an agreement with Mr. Kevin Hodges for the old Mace building. <laughs> Putting back into action. Yep. <laughs> He built it in the with intention. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Mm-hmm.
10: Those opposed? Thank you. All right, gentlemen. Just got a few things, um, Mr. Chairman. First of all, i just like to say thank y'all. I really appreciate uh, this gesture to help out the sheriff office and also the citizens of Liberty County. Um, we are doing everything that we can right now to make sure that we keep our citizens safe and to make sure that our kids and everybody that come to visit our community remain safe and be safe. But there's a couple of issues that um, we can need to work on that I uh, kind of feel a little strongly about. Um, during our last budget, uh, there was a couple of items that was cut from the sheriff office budget. And um, I don't know if y'all looked at it and see exactly what it was. One was the vests. For the officers when they go out on their mission, I cannot put them on the road unless they have vests. if I do, that's going to be a liability for us as the sheriff office. Talking about bulletproof. Yeah, the bulletproof vest, and also uh, through our recent uh, inventory, everything there were six people on the sheriff office that had vests that was expired. Now, I'm not saying that the vests are not any good, but it's recommended that they be changed every five years and we had six people that didn't have a vest that was in regulation. So if something was had happened, we can't hold no ownership on the vest uh, organization. It would fall, the liability would fall on us. So that was one of my concerns about the officer safety. And also, um, we took out tasers. That is our only um, um, thing that we have besides going to lethal force, uh, pepper spray Yes, we have that, but uh, taser is more effective, in my opinion. Um, those things, small th- items like that, we need to make sure that when we do look at the budget and before we cut anything, if we're not sure about where it is and what we what is what we're looking for, uh, I would be glad to come back and explain to you what this line was for and why we didn't want to get that cut. Um, we're doing a great job over there. I mean, the things that we're doing, the implementing, I left you a read-along sheet, and I'm definitely gonna uh, put it on our web page so the people can see the things that we're doing good, uh, the grant money that we're uh, going out there, receiving and getting and bringing into the county to save us money, uh, the acquisition of the lease program with the cars, how we're gonna save money on the budget, um, and I think the county's gonna go along with that program also. So you're looking at a saving over 10 years, about $1.9 million. So we're working to make the county better and also to save the county money. So I'd like to say thank y'all again for working with us. It, it, uh, it, it amazes me what we can do together once we communicate. And uh, that communication is open. Anytime y'all want to come over and visit and look at what we're doing, it's an open book over there. And I appreciate y'all time and thank you so much. Thank you, sure. Jim, um,
8: where are you with the uh, the three cars, three deputies? Right now. Have right. you
10: Already ordered them. Right now, I talked to Powell from GOHS, and he said the grant has been approved, but we won't be able to get the money until one October. That's the only that's when it's allotted for us to receive. But by waiting until one October to order our vehicles, we're falling behind because it's such a great demand. We have to get the specific vehicle that they, the loan, the uh, grant is for, and that's for Tahoe's. And right now, you know, it's a shortage everywhere for Tahoe's. Mm-hmm. So it would be a good thing if we can get a, a promissory note or something that we can give to a dealership to let them know, hey, we will get the money and we can go ahead and just front it right now, and that money will come back to us on October the 1st. I'll, if you know, that's something that we is, can do.
6: That's right. Last time I checked, we hadn't gotten notice that the grant had been awarded to us. Maybe that's changed. I, that, that's the reason we were holding on the cars. So.
10: Right. I just spoke to Powell on Friday with uh, the Friday was they hand across the border at the Florida line. And he told me it was, it was all approved, but we just the money will not be allocated to us until that day. And it was approved for us to get it. And that's on the first Here, if we I'm can talking.
6: just, If we can just get a letter a that's been approved, and that's mm-hmm. not a problem. That's all we needed was just a letter from, okay. from uh, the state. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir.
10: Okay, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I get that letter. But uh, yeah, we'll, we're definitely working diligently trying to get that done. And uh, uh, if you look at some of the stats on the that sheet I gave you, you can see how hard we have been working since January. And uh, we continue to do that. And you can see that, uh, has been an alarming rate of um, Death, call deaths in this county meth. from methamphetamine. Uh, in the month of May, we had five uh, personnel from Liberty County to die because of overdose of fentanyl. And it only takes two milligrams of fentanyl to kill you. And also we have had an alarming rate of domestic violence here lately, mm-hmm. and also gun related, um, Issues uh, that's I.E. people mm-hmm. just firing the guns at, at random or shootings or uh, the recent one we just had the other but uh, other week yeah right here in town in broad daylight so that lets you know that uh, <laughs> something is terribly wrong mm-hmm. when you can just brandish a gun in broad daylight mm-hmm. at two o'clock in the afternoon and mm-hmm. have no respect for <clears throat> who you could have hurt rather than the person that you was trying to hurt. So we definitely have a, a issue with domestic violence and gun control. So um, I don't know if the um, the CARES Act money has uh, started flowing in yet to us, but we need to get on to that because uh, if, if you look at uh, President Biden did say that that money can be used for law enforcement to help uh, Offset the cost of hiring more officers for the road mm. and uh, EMS for the stuff that they've done, and also fire. I Can't forget about my fire people. <laughs> we, all one, we all one team. All right. So uh, um, as soon as we can get uh, oh, yeah. whatever else is going on, Mr. Yeah. Commissioners, and, we, um, that's on our right. agenda.
0: But we just got to get down to the on the agenda, sir. Gritty.
10: Okay, well, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm not, I'm not uh, pushing you forcing you, right, right. but I just want to let you know that we are here. Whatever the uh, county requires, we will be there to help.
0: It would be a good idea. I told other folks. Some other folks are coming for us, so put, put in writing what your request would be, and we'll just put it in the same consideration part with everything else we've been asked to do, too, for the CARES Fund, so just put something in writing. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. And then we'll bring you back so you can give us a more in-depth. Okay, your report, right. but this time we were trying to deal with the lease. If we, we got that done, I
10: appreciate got that, done. that. Thank All y'all right. so
0: much for that. All right. We'll bring you back for the full. Thank you for giving this to us. Okay. We appreciate it because it's y'all. something we have not been privy to. So thank you for providing it to us.
10: No problem. Anytime you need it, you just let me know. Thank appreciate you, sir. y'all. Thank, thank you. Sir. All right.
0: <laughs>
8: Emergency hey, y'all don't have to leave now here. Yeah? <laughs> yes, they do. I mean, y'all come in and get what
11: you want and y'all leave. <laughs> <laughs> Even everybody, yes, hey, sir. Hey. I think everyone is aware of the, the new and significant uh, public health threat posed by the COVID-19 Delta variant. And if you folks want to look at the proposed emergency declaration that's in your packet, if you'll turn to page two, uh, you'll see that in uh, the entire Coastal Health District and in particular Liberty County. Transmission rates as well as hospitalization rates are an all time high Uh, and this was, Joey might have more uh, current information, but this was as of uh, the beginning of September. Um, And you know, Liberty County is not immune from the difficulties that the community in general has experienced because of the Delta variant. I think it was last week which uh, prompted this discussion about the local emergency. Uh, The county received word that I think both at the annex and the courthouse that several of the uh, employees, whether it be the board or constitutional officers, uh, tested positive for COVID. So it prompted us to think, or at least ready ourselves, be in a position to respond quickly to any um, increasing threat or effects of the, the Delta variant, if more employees were to test positive, for example, uh, what the county might do. And so at that time it was discussed that a, a declaration of local emergency might be needed, so at least position the county to respond quickly. It also provides some additional benefits, Uh, you know, if you decide you can uh, return to remote meetings as you did in the past, uh, declaring a local emergency will allow that. Uh, It also uh, provides some other funding benefits, perhaps, that uh, you wouldn't otherwise be entitled to if a local emergency wasn't declared. But uh, primarily it's just to position the county to respond quickly. As you folks know, once a local emergency is declared, the chairman has the authority to impose whatever preventative measures or other orders are necessary to help mitigate the the public threat. Uh, Of course, he does that always in consultation with you folks. Uh, But that's what this declaration does. It's it's very similar to the one you originally enacted, I think back in March of last year. All it does is declare a public emergency. Uh, It also ratifies your existing uh, entry policy for county buildings requiring the wearing of face masks and screening procedures. I think if everyone remembers, our original local emergency was uh, consistent with the governor's, and it provided that it w- at what time the, the, state's local, the state's emergency terminated, our local emergency would also terminate. Well, the governor terminated the public health emergency for the state, um, I believe it was effective July of this year. Uh, but he, re- he imposed a new state, statewide emergency, uh, basically to aid in the recovery. Uh, from the COVID-19 pandemic, and so the state uh, state of emergency is currently ongoing. Um, But this is independent of that, you know, other other jurisdictions, counties and cities throughout the state are declaring their own local emergencies, I think for the very reasons I mentioned. Most thus far, I think, have only done it to restrict access to county buildings, perhaps modify county services. Uh, but again, if the consequences of the Delta variant become more severe, you folks will be in a position to respond quickly if you would, if you choose to do so. Uh, the CDC also recommends <clears throat> that uh, elected officials encourage their citizens, even those who have been inoculated or received the, the COVID vaccine, to wear face masks in indoor public spaces. Um, and CDC also encourages local government officials to. Encourage citizens to uh, explore the the uh, necessity of uh, a COVID nineteen vaccine as well, and that's what your order does. It encourages everyone; does not require, but encourages everyone to wear face mask in indoor public spaces, and encourages citizens to consult with their personal, their private <laughs> physician or other healthcare <laughs> provider, and investigate uh, if they're um, an appropriate candidate for the for the COVID nineteen vaccination. Doesn't mandate. Uh, doesn't require, but simply encourages, uh, and that's that's the gist of the of the local declaration. I'll be happy to answer any questions. But again, it's very similar to the one you adopted uh, back in March of two thousand twenty.
0: Any questions for Mr. Davis?
9: The, the no, numbers, Mr. Chairman, that we're looking here, the, of course, the hospitalizations and the transmission index. How frequent can you get those or
11: DAILY. Mm -hmm. DAILY? Yes, sir.
9: So that's something that you're going to have somebody monitor that, that where we're, I mean, somebody's keeping up with that?
6: Yes, um, what we do is just go to the Coastal Hills (coughs) website. They show several graphs there, and they update them at 3 o'clock every day, except on weekends.
0: We're getting where we hate to go look.
11: Yeah. Of course, most of the things the board can do will affect county operations only. You know, whether you want to restrict county services or uh, you know, close access to public buildings, things of that kind. You know, I, I think that you know, your ability to, uh, to affect or to mandate requirements for the, the population generally, including private businesses, is probably still limited. There's some disagreement about that, but I think it probably is very limited. Uh, so any, any, emergency, any emergency orders that you uh, implement in the future probably will be specific to county services and county business. Uh, but you can always encourage what you're doing in this, mm-hmm. this order as well.
9: Okay. Have we done this just the, already? I mean, I know you've got your picture down there on the sign to get to get a shot, but that was the, the, I mean, have we encouraged our employees uh, going to be, yeah, we have yeah. verbally or is it a, just Ver, a, Verbally. Really? Verbally we have, yes, sir. Mr. Brown. Yeah.
8: Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. two of you all... <coughs> I hear what Kelly is saying, but also, what do we have in place? Let's say our employee gets contact uh, contracts the, the, the COVID nineteen. How are they looked at? Uh, is there any incentive to help them want to go get the vaccination? Uh, how and how, What kind of incentive are there to give them a little stipend uh, (laughs) if they get sick the first time? I mean, if if I'm saying it correctly.
6: Well, so you had the original CARES Act that came out. Actually, it was the Rescue America that came out. But it had a stipulation in there that the federal government put in that required employers to, uh, under certain conditions, pay an employee for up to two weeks. Uh, for COVID-related illness, and that was for themselves or a family member, and that expired in December. And so that is not there for any employee except those of the federal government now uh, that have that. To answer your question, most of our folks were able to take annual leave and sick leave, and um, I'd be glad to show you the flow chart that we developed that we gave out to employees and department heads about how employees, if they test positive, what they have to follow and then the CDC is constantly redoing their guidelines and so there's a different pattern for those that have been vaccinated versus non-vaccinated and the wait times that they have to stay out. As far as the incentives go, uh, that was hopefully one thing that we we maybe could talk about with some of the uh, ARPA money. uh, To be able to just give county dollars would be a gratuity uh, just to give county general fund dollars out. Uh, So I'm hoping that's something that we can address with the ARPA. Is, is an encouragement for financial services. Because
8: to go. I, I heard what you just said. <clears throat> for some of those, they can take leave, but if they, let's say you've only been here three months, four months, and something happens, uh, those persons are they're out there without anything. You know? Yes,
6: sir, they are. Uh, mm-hmm.
8: And if they're putting themselves in harm's way to help keep these offers open, then I, you know, at least if we could look at doing something for them. We need to do so.
2: Well, I, I, I think they need, to get the, the vac, they need to get vaccinated. Right, I yeah. Mean, see, th- this time last year, we didn't have the, the vaccine, right. but we got it today. Yeah. And, um, you know, someone, and this is just Gary Yoder talking, someone that um, tests positive mm-hmm. and hadn't been vaccinated. Right, that, yeah.
8: yeah you, know. you can put a little guideline in it. Yeah, you know. yeah I mean, and I mean I,
2: you, you know, we, 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 we got that option. Yeah. got that option now yeah. to to go get vaccinated free of charge yeah that's that that's there we didn't have that this time last year but uh, one, one thing and I, and I
11: think declaring the local state of emergency will will help with that as well it gives you i think additional authority to make those sorts of decisions if you want to provide incentives to your employees to get vaccinated uh whatever it is you know the, the declaration of a local state of emergency i think will give the, the, the board of commissioners additional authority that you might <laughs> not otherwise have under okay. under georgia law that,
12: is, that then,
0: I'm not sure how deep we're going to get, but that's part of item J tonight on the agenda. So if we can just put,
2: oh, oh hold on okay. to your ideas, okay. You okay. Know, but, uh, but let's just uh, do the. Okay, yeah, that, that's that's fine. But w- we we didn't, um, and I think it, I don't think uh, Commissioner Jones was here at the time. It was mm-hmm. last year, or maybe the latter part of last year, or sometime last year. <laughs> we talked about, um, and, and we never adopted um, the mass wearing a mask in the unincorporated area of the county. So that, that's still not, something that, that's not in here, is it?
11: No, sir, and there's, you know, I mentioned the, the governor's original public health uh, state of emergency was terminated, and this is a new state of emergency, okay. and it's not addressed in that, but okay. I think most of the people, most of the county attorneys you, you talk to, they'll, they'll probably say that the restrictions are probably the same that existed under the original order, okay. and that your ability to impose mask mandates outside, of county buildings and county personnel is probably limited. Yes, sir. Okay.
0: Recommend. Whatever. All right. Any other questions? All
2: right. Okay. Did they need a motion? Yes, sir. So move, Mr. Chairman.
0: Second.
9: Second.
0: Move motion to second. We approve the emergency declaration with COVID-19 as discussed. All in favor? All right, sir. We have it on hand if we need it.
6: Thank you, folks. Mm-hmm.
0: Agreement for services, of Hinesville Official Association.
6: Yes, sir. This is a consideration of a renewal with with this group that handles recreation events for us. So it, it is just an annual renewal. Uh, in the back, you'll see um, basically the schedule uh, that's laid out, that's recommended uh, by Mr. Martin and by the Rec Board for approval. All right. Any Anybody-
0: questions for Mr. Brown on We're just renewing it. Chair a motion then.
9: Mr. Chairman, I'll make a motion that we uh, approve the uh, agreement for services. Okay.
0: Second to the motion. Second. Motion second, we approve the agreement services of services, Highville Fish Association. All
9: in favor, we'll
2: raise hand. Right Those opposed? All right. So I don't wait. know
9: why anybody didn't want to go up there and
2: referee. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're, we're having league play,
6: Mr. Brown. We are not. And, and, and that was a change that was related to football in mm-hmm. case it's able to crank back up. Mm-hmm. No, sure not right now. Okay.
0: Alcoholic beverage license, Wayne Jones, Fallon Food Mart.
6: Yes, there's already at um, 351 Isaac Stevens Road, this mm-hmm. is the old Leroy Cofer Highway location, already have, has been serving alcohol there, just a new owner. Mm-hmm. For that location, uh, sheriff's department uh, recommend approval based on the check they have to perform there, as did uh, planning and zoning.
8: Okay, and meets their approval. Yeah, I make a motion that we allow the alcohol beverage license
0: for Wayne Jones, Pal and Food Mart. Thank you, sir. Is there a second to that motion? Second. Motion second, we approve the alcohol beverage license as presented. <laughs> Any further discussion? All in favor, raise their right hands. All right, the license is approved. Date funds request, Frazier Councilman Center.
6: Yes, sir. Um, before you have uh, a request for $3,000 from the Fraser Center, uh, the amount that's allocated in the fund right now for, for disbursement is there. In fact, that balance is 97.85. Uh, your policy says that you will not award any more than 5,000 to any one entity in any one given year. And this would be the second year that Frazier's requested three. Uh, they have produced the reports that they're required to produce okay. uh, for last year, and so recommendation is for, is for approval. I think we all are familiar
0: with most of us, are familiar with the Frazier Center. Uh, Mr. Jones, they have been a um, previous applicant for these funds. Um, How many any more applicants do you have, Joey?
6: These, these are the only ones that apply. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, mm-hmm.
9: Mr. Chairman, mm-hmm. I'd like to make a motion then. If we got 3,000, let's give them 3,500.
6: I'm not opposed. You can, give them, you can certainly give them up to five, mm-hmm. Well, I, 35s. I,
9: I think they, they're they showing some restraints, but I think that uh, they have done a, a good service in the community, and I'd like to make the motion we just uh, scratch that out and give them 3,500.
8: I'll okay. second that. All right,
2: 3,500 it is. Yeah, my um, do Don't we have like a, a committee for, to review mm-hmm. these? Seth and Connie and... Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Are you the th- Are you the other one? No, I I don't think I was on that. Um, I mean, th- this is not the one that swaps back and forth. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, well, no. Th- this is, a, this uh-huh. is this is uh-huh. this is just a, a set committee. It's yourself, yourself and Commissioner Thrift.
0: One other one though. I was.
2: One other one
6: that Miss Audrey sent it out to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll double check.
0: But
9: uh-huh. well, do we, do we? Um, I mean, how many right now do you know of? We've got. The Fraser Center. Um, we used to have Helen's Haven.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were fly. Uh, do, 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 uh, what's it? Um, it was three of them. Long time Liberty County family. Uh, what's his name? Tri-County? Uh, Tri-County. Tri-County. Tri-County.
9: So, yeah. Children. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: But, but recently. That was Papa, Papa Dot. But you know, you got to meet their criteria, so that may be part right, of Right.
9: I understand that. Yeah. I've just.
0: Yeah, I understand. I knew there was uh, there's more than just yes, right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The phrase has been consistent. Okay. All right. And I'm trying to save time, so but in, in the instance of time, Mr. Bryant, sometime you will indoctrinate this gentleman on how those funds are accumulated so you know the background of that. Give you a little Have we
9: got a motion in a second? All,
0: all in favor. Thank you, sir. All right. Retiree Cola.
6: Yes, sir. Um, we, we had a request, actually, um, from a retiree. It was at the end of July. So we reached out to uh, ACCG to, to talk to them about some pension modeling to see if, <laughs> what it would cost to, to give the current retirees a COLA. Um, and they came, subsequently came back to us. Um, I'm sure you and I had a conversation. They actually ran a couple of different options. This is one-time COLA, it would be a continuing COLA, but there's nothing that is automatic at this point in your policy or in your plan. But we had a model of a 2.5% COLA and a 3%. Uh, the 3% COLA uh, would only increase the county contribution level by $6,900 a year uh, to do that. Um, I mean, our recommendation is you consider it. We look back to try to, to figure out, you know, uh, when the commission last, Tried to do an adjustment and I couldn't find any, do- <laughs> find any documentation as to. I-, I know that it's been done once, but it was definitely a long time ago. Mm-hmm.
0: And well, good some- just
9: for a little bit of conversation, mm-hmm. I got a letter today from Social Security and I'm sure you probably got one too. Eric's coming, Mr. Chairman. Mm-hmm. I know Mr. Stevens has probably already read his, but they said mm-hmm. that they were going up. Are taking out more money for, for um, you know Medicare, Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So, what you thought you was getting is all going to go toward the payers right. <clears throat> and stuff. So, um.
0: mm-hmm. Joe, this this is a one-time six. Uh.
6: Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it, it's it would return each year, but I'm mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying is right. it's not. Um, <clears throat> It's not the know. bonus type anything. It's just, okay. yes, sir, it, it would be a 3% increase in their check. Okay. That's
0: good. Now, commissioners, let's see, Joe, did you make this a, did you make it a voting item? Um, I know catching up on the email, this is kind of what this has been about. You know, we have some people who, how many people in that pool about, and that's not a lot, it's not a big, large pool of people. They've been inquiring, you know, about. I thought about that number a second like, ago, and I'm sorry I didn't look it up for their retirement pay. Yep. And we had not done that nor has it been our policy, that's what Joey's saying. But he d- did the research and and we can um at six hundred nine hundred dollars a year make a one time cola adjustment for for our retirees. I, f- I forgot too Kim you forgot how many is I wanna say it's over seventy, but I think yeah. wrong. <laughs> that's what this would do. Because there have been some requests for it, so so, so it's at the commissioner's discretion.
9: Well, um, I, I, is this a, a item to be voted on, Joy, or do we need to if, put it in?
6: No, sir. I mean, you can. I mean, basically, it would. We would just increase our pension contribution mm-hmm. by that amount a year.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you have to advertise anything, or just something that we can just do, no, right sir, here? You can, mm-hmm. do it. No, right sir. You can do it right here. Do it here.
9: Yeah. I, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable
6: with, with, um, with
9: it. Chairman, okay. I'll make a motion that we, uh, we 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 uh, go along with what's been presented here this evening. Okay. I would like to say though that I, I know that the conversations that we've heard <clears> that we've not looked at it, and I don't know whose fault it is, uh, but let's try to put that on a five-year look at if we have to. Uh, and then if we see something change during the year, then we want to add some more contribution. Let's do that. But there t- retirees, you can look at it two ways. They're not working here anymore, but mm-hmm. there's times when they can be helpful to not just us, but other citizens. And we want to make sure that we've got the <clears throat> that's still there and yeah, friendship.
0: That's my- yeah. this motion with somebody to second it. Second. Which is second, we approve the recommendation from staff: three percent cola for our retirees.
6: Uh, when would that become effective? I will have to check, Mr. Chairman. I look at the timing of when those checks go out. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd hate to. I'd hate I to guess. I, I, I would want to say it would at least take a month to get it into place. Mm-hmm. Right. It would be a subsequent month. But I'll, I'll definitely come back to you. No, it's coming. Sure. All in favor?
2: Yeah, and, and, and Joey, if, if you see uh, Mr. Charles Schumann, I mean, you know I, I worked down there. And then after I left, my brother Ricky worked down there. But he, he always liked Ricky better. But tell him I'm the one that's <laughs> giving. I'm the one that is just voted to give him. I'm the one that. Gary Gillop I'm, I'm the one that voted to give him to give him a raise. So. He's probably sitting right there watching you. I, right ho- I hope he is, oh, Mr. Schumann. Did you did you get that? <laughs>
0: okay. He has no shame. <laughs> Board of Commission's redistricting process. I see a, there's a yes, slide sir.
6: up on the screen, so. actually let, Clint, if you don't, I'll tell you what, I'll get you there. This, this is a presentation that was done by, obviously, Gina Wright, who's the director of uh, reapportionment at the Georgia General Assembly. Uh, you're familiar a little bit with that process. We, we've talked a little bit about it. I, I made you a copy of her whole presentation. We definitely, for the sake of time, won't go through that, because it just talks about a lot of history in there. What I do want to do, is is go forward to the one that deals just with commission commission districts. And this is a process for local governments uh, that we'll be following. Uh, Mr. Jimmy McDonald, who y'all are familiar with, you may remember Jimmy used to run the Office of Reapportionment up there. So uh, we're lucky to have him local now. He has actually agreed to help us in this process to help y'all in this process with your cohorts at the Board of Education. And basically, just, just a quick overview here. I won't read these slides to you, but one significant note. Uh, Senate Bill 177, that was approved in 2019, changed the process just a little bit. And it, it organized the steps, we'll talk about that. Here it is, you have to basically request a legislator to sponsor you, that's not really a problem. I would think that'd be Representative Williams that would do that, does not have to be. Can be any any senator representative. And it just says here that, you know, if you have any other requirements, you have to check that. But basically they agree to do it, that legislator then notifies uh, reapportionment office and you run an ad that basically, uh, even before the legislative process starts, you, you can go ahead and notify the public of certain things that you're doing in the redistricting efforts. That, that's really the only significance of Senate Bill 177. Um, basically, you have choices about how you wanna work on your maps, whether you wanna do those locally or whether you want reapportionment office to do that. Uh, we talked with the chief elected officials, actually the chairman of the school board and, and uh, Chairman Lovett where were there, Mr. McDonald was on the line uh, it's, it's recommended that we go ahead and do that locally. If you go through the reinforcement office, you, you basically have to go up there, schedule a meeting with them. They're gonna pull up the district information for you and you sit there, they give you about an hour, maybe hour and a half block of time. And that's about all the time you have to work on it. Uh, additionally, they're gonna take the first crack at the map. Now, I'm not, I won't, definitely won't downplay their abilities. Uh, except that they don't you know, possibly have the, the input or the insight that y'all have in your jurisdictions. So what's been recommended is that we do that locally, which is what we did last time. Uh, we, over at GIS, uh, Mr. Stanley and um, Whitney have already downloaded a program that, in fact, that the reapportionment office uses called Maptitude. That program will allow the, that block census data to be input into each district, and then it allows you and your partners to actually manipulate that data by moving streets or moving lines on the map. You'll be able to do the same work locally and spend what time you want to do it, rather than having to let reapportionment do it in Atlanta under under a, a, a line like that. So it's gonna be better to do it basically <clears throat> here. This, this is basically what we're talking about. You'll draw the desired map, and then you'll submit your map to the Office of Reapportionment. Uh, if, if you read the background data, basically what you're after is one person, one vote. So your districts need to be balanced as much as possible. Uh, and, and not to say that, that one district has, has to have the same number of people in it that the other one does, but you can't have one district of an exorbitant amount of people in it and one with a lesser amount of people in it. So, so you, you've gotta come to some balancing. And if, if many of y'all remember, if you were here last time, we actually came into the room here and we used Maptitude and, we, and there were some areas that you said, look, first of all, uh, Commissioner Walden, you, you got to give up full, about 400 people out of your district. And it's got to be absorbed by a district around you. We want y'all to communicate and tell us where you want to see that line. The line gets moved, it does a recount automatically, and it can tell you how balanced you are. Uh, That differential in the the balance, uh, by the way, has got to be inside a 2% sector, (laughs) so it's got to be pretty close from from a balancing standpoint uh, on the offset. So, we'll be able to do that. You'll be able to do that in here. Basically, it's then submitted to reapportionment. Reapportionment can can authorize adjustments or ask you to make other adjustments or they approve it, but in the end, they have to approve it uh, before it goes forward to the legislature. And then, uh, of course, after the certification by reapportionment, you will have uh, basically some public hearings that you have to run to adopt the new maps. This is, this is kind of that process in a grid for you to take away for tonight. Um, it's basically pretty simple. We'll plan on some local work sessions. Um, so again, Notifications gotta be sent to the legislatures of of the desire to enact the map. The legislation is not drafted until it's requested by the legislature. And then members of General Assembly do have the ability to draft their own versions of the map. Generally doesn't happen, but she she just wants everybody to be aware. Then the maps are basically, they go to the General Assembly. Uh, They'll have a process uh, in January when they crank up that they'll start approving these maps and then send those to the governor for his signature um very very tight time frame when you think about it between now and we have set out a calendar for this that i'll that i'll send to you but between now and really the first part of december we need to go ahead and start to have meetings really in earnest in the month of november with you and the school board probably right here in this room uh, Jimmy's volunteered to come in and sit and kind of help with that. Whitney will be here with GIS, with Maptitude, and y'all will work as a team to, to try to redraw that line and rebalance it, okay? And that won't be obviously the only session uh, that we'll have. What, what, we're, what we're in right now, in fact, uh, Hunter has already gone, but Hunter Key uh, from CRC is gonna try to help me make some calls tomorrow. We haven't officially gotten what's called the block data files. And you remember that the census counts are done just like play blocks on, on a map. So, so many people are in one block, so many people in another block. These blocks make up district six, these <coughs> blocks make up district one. And it's the the, the census data has <coughs> not been released by block yet. It's been released in total, but it hadn't been released in the blocks. We need really need the block data file in order to be able to sit down and have these meetings with y'all. What I've done though, is I've got a set of maps for y'all tonight of each of your districts. You probably got one, but Whitney was nice enough and Clinton to get me another one. Please take those maps. You know where some growth has occurred in your area and while we're waiting on the block file data to come, take a look and see that if you had to adjust where you might want to adjust. Tell us what's important to you because so that we know ahead of time we're going to be having some kickoff meetings in september that we want to sit down and talk with you about that so that we don't actually have to hopefully we'll tie up as long as you want to tie up in the room but we want to know what's important going forward and so then we'll go ahead once we see what's out of balance and try to tweak them some before you ever come in and then of course you can move them around but that's that's how that redistricting process will work again the timeline's real short because we need to have everything approved and voted on by December so we can get it to the legislature in January so that they can approve it, whatever time they're gonna take. And I think they'll come out pretty quickly because then the voter election office has gotta take a look at what voter cards needs to be changed, if any, and get those notifications out before qualifying comes in uh, in April. That's part of March, first part of April. So this year, because of the COVID and because of the census delay, it's made it a very tight process for doing it. So just kind of, you know, be glad to answer any questions. Jimmy's there to answer questions for you. Just look for some meetings to spin up. Probably we're being told middle of last part of September is when that block data will come out. But I do want to give you those maps tonight, <laughs> take them with you, draw them, whatever you want to do with them, uh, and then bring them back when we meet. Uh, but the meetings at Arnest will be in
2: November. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, Joey, my, my my district, um, I mean, um, was was kind of uh, gerrymandered, and you, you know, so if um, if you move the lines, do you still keep that um, the gerrymandering in in place? I'm, you know, because I, I, I live in Hinesville, and I go through and pick up. Walthyville, and I get Homestown from going down Long Reach Road, and on the map, it's it's continuous. But it, it was kind of, from my understanding, it was kind of drawn as to, um, because years ago, District One was the, a majority black district. And then there, there was another one that was created. It's called kind of like called the Hinesville District, but it does include Walthyville. It includes the historical, um, African-American part of Hinesville, where I was born and raised in, and it goes through, and then it comes in Homestown through the back. But if you get those block numbers that you're talking about, and and if you're not uh, conscious of trying to keep that majority district, you may lose that, because right right around the corner where I live, where, where Justin used to live, that it would make more sense if all of that was mine, but if I get all of that, then I may have to, it may not be that uh, gerrymandered district. So I, I don't know if that's something that's gonna be um, considered. You brought up a couple of good things that I had forgotten to mention. So
6: Justice Department clearance is not needed anymore. Okay. Uh, that was one other big change. The Senate bill didn't have anything to do with that, but that was one big change you don't have to have pre clearance by justice anymore. However, when we talked about that, since Liberty County has traditionally, and other counties have traditionally had a, a large majority, one exceptional minority district, that will probably be the goal again, okay. as reapportionment looks. So um, we, we would, we, I'd say we, but I think uh, in talking with Jimmy, the goal would not to be dul- to dilute a primary minority district again, would, 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 be, would be still to have one. That being said, those census lines are really supposed to follow natural boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, roads, they can follow waterways. Uh, do they always do that? They're supposed to. Uh, in fact, if you look at the local legislation, it has to get passed when this is done. It is a degree by degree point on a survey mm-hmm. that has to be entered into the district data. Um, so, yeah, if, if you, depending on the balancing in your district, I mean, it certainly would be great, and the term gerrymandering is a good one to, to see how they carve out, even at the state level, mm-hmm. some of those thin districts that run around and catch things. Um, it can be done, and in some cases, has to be done for that balancing to happen in the districts. Won't know do we get that. That's, I'm, I'm
2: very anxious to see what districts grew by what amount mm-hmm. in the block data file. Well, I, I know uh, the district that um, Commissioner Thrift has just by the lay of the land, um, Griffin Park would be in that district, and that's 600 houses, 2,500 people just in that subdivision alone. Um, and you know, when you squeeze a bubble on one side, mm-hmm. the other, mm-hmm. the other, the other moves. And I, and I guess mm-hmm. in um, either, I guess maybe Ed's district. Since the last time this was done, we got Oak Crests. In, in, in Hinesville. I mean, that's that's another five or 600 houses. Uh, and I don't know if that's some of um, would be Commissioner Jones. Yeah. OK. I,
9: yep. I was trying to remember when you were talking about redistricting. Um,
6: how how long has it been? It would, it would have been in 2010. Yeah. Last part of 2010,
2: 2011. I, re, I remember, um, I think I was... Uh, I was in district five and um, Mr. Harold Woods <coughs> school board, you know, we got the same district, but he and I agreed and, um, you know, and, and we made some move, but it wasn't that much growth in Liberty County. Then like, it, like it's been in the last um, 10 or 11 years.
6: Well, so the, you know, here, the disappointment there too, and I want to mention this to you because uh, even though we hadn't got the block data, we've gotten the conglomerate data and it actually shows only a 2.8 percent increase mm-hmm. in in the growth from um, 63,453 in 2010 to 65,256. Mm-hmm. And we we think that that is is wrong. Yeah. Um, when we look at the when we look at the the area of Fort Stewart, I, I think in looking at that that counts actually right. I think it's others that didn't get picked up. Uh, As a group, you will be talking with others about what's called the census count question resolution program, challenging the census. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically on that data, it's not real easy to do. In fact, it's a a nine-step process you have to go through. I don't mean work-wise is hard. I mean that uh, them accepting a challenge, it it doesn't happen often. And it's it's basically got to be based on either a boundary area a geocoding area of how something was coded or coverage areas. And so trying to go out there and basically say, you counted it wrong, here's a number of housing units that we show versus what you show, doesn't do it. There's other things that have to be involved. It's it's, it's a a process you walk through, but that's something that that basically we'll have to go through. Um, In the end, it can mean a small modification to the census, the sad thing is we've talked about all you're fixing to do on the district, and all won't be able to take that in consideration. This process won't open until January, mm-hmm. and that's it's that way after every census. Um, so um, the resolution program you can't you can't open your challenge until like January sure. 22.
8: <clears throat> Let's say uh, down in District One, what was the last day of the census count? Just mm. roughly, close let's say July, I'm, I'm just gonna use July. For, but for since March. July, construction has been booming in an area after the census count closed. Mm-hmm. How do you look at that?
6: That's a good question. So, so the census does intermediate counts and those would be picked up in the intermediate count, which gets, also gets published to the census page. They do census updates uh, every year as a matter of fact. <coughs> So they, they take the data for housing starts and everything and they update that file. But, but you won't change your district lines though, based on? Well, well, no, sir, it won't affect, will not affect your district lines. But right. as, as far as what you see on the census and you know, what others see on the census for growth, it would be reflective.
0: And this, this is highly important, y'all, there. Uh, well, two things come to mind. Number one, you, you all who have been around, and Commissioner General, you had to work with um, your school board commissioner who serves your district. Same for the same for rest of right. the commissioners, you know, mm-hmm. so that's a, a collaboration you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, when it comes to economic development, I've been in conversation with some of our real estate developers as recently as last week. There are people who are looking at our community who are looking for those numbers to be what we thought they were going to be before they were bringing developments here. So that really plays a part when it comes to what comes to Liberty County. Uh, so our says we may not be able to um, appeal that until January we need to do whatever we can to, to appeal that because we we're, we're losing development because the numbers they thought were going to be in the census
2: yeah I, I saw a um and I don't know if those the same numbers joy just um, just mentioned, but on um I went online and um and the, you know that two point whatever percent i mean that, that just yeah. that just don't seem nowhere no. near I mean no. It's five in Griffin Park, but yeah. <laughs> and then then you got behind old Bruton Parker, mm-hmm. and what's gonna happen down there by Mac Reed off of um you know in Fleming in Flemington, down off of eighty four and the, you know back out in there, that's just gonna just be. And we um, just
9: mm-hmm. we just approved one hundred and twenty three lots tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically that was. Uh, mm. uh, Mr. Chairman, let me let me ask you a question. Then you brought up working with the school board, and of course, some of us can remember when there was just a few commissioners, and now we've got six and a chairman. I honestly believe, and especially what Commissioner Stevens is talking about, that the area from South Newport all the way to the Jericho River, on that side of the interstate, I mean, is gonna grow until I mean, he'll wear a vehicle out because me and Gary's down there helping him every Friday. But right, y'all I'm try. just, I'm just saying that when do we look at, hey, there's so much that seven people can do, and you have to, you have to add another person. You
8: have to. I add mean, two. I
9: don't, I don't advocate going out there and just doing it unless, I mean, this government was you know, taxation with representation. And that's what we need to con- consider. So I, I just want to make sure that drawing a bigger line around more people, um, you know, this is a part-time job, but you, you're working on it, you know, all the time. So mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm saying when we do this, let's make sure that, like, like Mr. Gillard said, I mean, I don't know how he gets from Melvin Lane all the way back through without having to walk through the woods. I, I, I go down 84 and make a right. I know.
13: <laughs>
9: but, but when you go down 84, yeah. on the right-hand side of the road, there's yes. uh, mm-hmm. District
0: One.
2: District well, One. You, you know, and, and, the, and the part about that is you, everyone sees hometown as a community, but the road splits um, mine for, for Marion's. I mean, Marion got the, the left hand side going from 84 down. He, he has right. everything on that side. But, you, you know, Homestown is the community, and the majority of people are around the loop and the straight going straight through the Long Reach Road. Um, what's Marion? Uh, 15 houses, probably, if, if that many.
8: Mm, well, the, I'll give about 20. 20
2: when you come 30, back up. To Spencer Golden. Yeah, well, I, that was mine, but I, you know.
9: Right, that's
2: what I'm saying. See, you, there, there's
0: a. Mm-hmm. But you get, you have the opportunity to, to do those kind of things yeah. when yeah, you sit down we, with the mix. It, it'll it'll can, be a good you exercise. Can clean it up you know, as much as you can.
8: Yeah, yeah we'll work it out. Yeah. yeah, anything you got in homestown that's paved, I'll go ahead and yeah. take it. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: trying to get I'm, us, to, trying to get us to the good stuff. Yeah. All right. There'll be some, some workshops. We'll sit down with our school board partners and. Mr. Jones, don't get ready. Yeah. Size by fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hit the right time.
6: Yeah, it's gonna right be a challenge. Time. We'll be working though. To mm-hmm. Close that. We'll be working with y'all schedules and mm-hmm. figure out when it is best for y'all to meet and sit down.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: We, exactly. We, we, exactly. With probably Jimmy and myself yeah. and well,
0: Commissioner Walton is right. That's when you get to clean up some lines if you want to. Yeah. As much as you can. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. All right. I want to. I'm gonna jump real quick and this is kind of a lead in for our ARPA. So the the state actually got some state relief dollars, really from the same federal appropriation that the American Rescue Plan Act dollars came to the counties and cities from. Uh, what, what Georgia did, and it is the exact same requirements, the exact same federal register of, of uh, things that the, that the state has to comply with, with reporting and guidelines and what you can use the money for. The, the state basically created three buckets of money Um, and I will not go through all of these slides again. This is actually OPB uh, that did that, but they basically created three areas. These are very similar to the areas that were created for the ARPA funds, but uh, this is the amount of money that they appropriated for each area for these committees to review. Um, This process involves application of a grant submission to one of these areas, uh, online grant portal, and then basically they are screened by Office of Planning and Budget at the state level for compliance to make sure they meet the the act requirements for submission. And then they're handed to one of these committees. Uh, The committees are formed of public and private people. Uh, Some state division heads are in there, and they will basically then go through and score those grants. And in fact, in here, they'll score those grants. And in here, I've got the table of how they score those grants. i won't go through all that to you, for you tonight. But let me just say this as a takeaway. Um, what we wanna try to do, if it's okay, is apply for some water sewer uh, money to extend the rest of your water line that didn't get done. Uh, down Lewis-Fraser Road. There's um, actually about 1170 residents that live in that area down there. We had talked previously about trying to get a CDBG block grant to do that project, which is non-guaranteed. I'm not gonna say this money's guaranteed, but I've already finished the grant application because they actually had a deadline of, of, uh, two weeks ago in there and they decided to extend it. But it, it, in doing that, I, we check all the right boxes. I mean, I think we got a great application for this money. It still would not be too late though, if this failed to be able to go out for a CDBG. The CDBG is more of a target area. Um, you have to prove low to moderate income, which I think that would qualify in that area too. But I just feel real good about trying to go for these dollars. Ms. Mosley and I talked about where we could get the most bang for the buck. You've got um, locally, you've got about $50,000 sitting in the water sewer fund, which would be the money you would use to match a block grant. You would, you would not have to use that money for this purpose, if you didn't want to, this would, this would be somewhere you could pull in your ARPA money for a match to match this state grant to get this federal money. And that mix would be um, ARPA local at 246000 and then 561000 of these state dollars. And, and, and just really what I want to ask, and you can take this overview away with you, is is it okay to submit an application for that? This is for um, the water and the water? Would be for that, this would be for that water to finish Lewis-Fraser Road water. Okay,
8: has, has you ever noted that both of them, you could get both grants at the same time, that's unusual, for water and sewer? Well, well, actually, we don't have sewer, no, we, we don't. Those, county, we don't have so it. So it be just right,
6: water. Right, I, I will tell you that Mr. Long helped me, I had to have some help with the engineering numbers associated with this. Uh, Matthew Barrow had, had done this before and turned those files over to us. Um, One thing that came up, and you remember this, it was kind of an afterthought that I reached out to Mr. Long, was to make sure that in that budget, we had the connection money in there. Because you remember when we did the water system the first time, part of our block grant covered running that extension to the homes and doing the hookup. Uh, Those people, if you don't, those people will not be able to afford to, to run those service right. lines, right. and so mm-hmm. we've been we've been sure that in this budget proposed for the project, which is nine hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars, that basically we're able to run that and also get the water lines put in. To do that, um, I would not push anything out until I sent you a full narrative on it. It's a little hard to print out because it's an online grant, but I can give you the narratives uh, that are in there. You'll get the you'll get this you know amount of customers. You'll see our budget. I can get that on out there to you, but I just wanted to know that they've extended it until the end of September. Uh, I can actually just get you that out, and we can, you know, you can decide in the next meeting if you want to whether we want to go forward with a submission. But I wanted to give you just a brief overview of that. the 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 water and sewers pretty clear. The broadband pretty clear. They've set guidelines on that broadband pot of money as far as what it can be used for, and it's got to have so so many so much speed. Uh, per millisecond on the delivery rate and, and, and,
8: and in certain areas
6: and only in certain areas right. that's, yes sir that's right and uh, the other is is what they've termed negative economic um, impact impact thank you on there. Um, it's, it's, a, it's you've really got to be able to show to use that money for industries or projects that suffered economic decline during the COVID pandemic to do that. Um, You'll see when we go through the ARPA presentation, because again, it's pretty much like this, that you can give money out to impacted businesses, impacted industries, but they have to prove on a balance sheet where they have suffered decline during that period of time. There's a strict reporting standard there. The way that the state wants this money to be given out to industries is not necessarily giving it to uh, DS Smith or giving it to uh, industry specific. They really want it giving, giving it out to an industry and trade association who would then take those applications, send them in and then the trade association would disperse that money. Uh, it could be given to uh chamber of commerces that suffered, but the way they want that done uh, much like ARPA <laughs> dictates, is they'd rather you get together with a tourism bureau that handled a region and let that region handle grants out to everybody that was affected. So it's, it's quirky. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of reporting guidelines in there as, as far as what you'll see in ARPA. That being said, though, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, I know that, and Mr. Chairman, you mentioned this to me, um, the Interstate Road Project what I'll call, it's still called Interstate Road, I guess, but the road leading to DS Smith's in such bad shape. You may remember that you appropriated in your T-Splash money, uh, half of what was required to do that project at about a million and a half bucks, and it was hoped that DS Smith would be able to come forward and help. Um, I reached out to Mr. Standard down there, uh, Duran Standard and and some of the management down there, and they've given me some narratives, basically on what they have spent fighting the COVID uh, epidemic. Everybody else has too. Yep, things that they've had to do. Um, But that was a way that you might can get some of these state dollars on an infrastructure project to do that. Um, Again, I, I don't know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Put together a little application for that. I don't feel that the weight of that application is near as good as the water, and they wouldn't compete It's going to a different infrastructure committee. But it could be the way to see if the state might help the county commission with the extra money that's needed for that road. Actually help the county commission and city of Riceboro, I guess, but help the industry, basically. Uh,
8: Mr. Brown, back up now. I got just a little confused. Is there... You're talking about two different pot of money,
6: right? First, I'm talking about a pot of money that belongs to the commission. That's not this money. So is is,
8: so, is, is that the one called the local?
6: That one. That one is called the American Rescue Plan uh, Act, and it's money that's given to local governments, cities and counties, in, in tribal jurisdictions. Okay. And then the state has their own pot of money mm-hmm. that it's administering projects with. Okay. That's the money that we're talking about going to for the water and possibly for a road, some help on the road, because it serves an industry. Otherwise, okay. I don't even think we would be able to reach out for that road project. Roads are not something that you can just fund out of American Rescue Plan money. Right, but you, this
8: local, the, the local AR, ARP funds, you can do that.
6: Really not supposed to, un- un- unless you can show that, unless you can positively show that there was an economic decline okay. in that. I mean, uh, you, when, when you start to put your list together, I'm, I'm not sure you're gonna have money. You, you can't just do roads with it. Right. It would have to be a road that, that served an industry. So
8: well, actually right now, if you're looking at this pot of money that you're talking about now, you, if you had to put your priority, it first would be water.
6: In the water category,
8: then broadband.
6: If we had broadband, uh, it, it, well, there's three separate pots, so so you could have number one priorities in each pot. Okay. But the the other thing is that you've got to have projects that are project ready. Right. And we talked about being prepared. So uh, you do have you're far enough along, definitely with your water. Right. That we can put that on out. There's some a few things we'd have to do. But if we we're awarded, we'd update the plans and basically be ready to go on that okay. uh, to put that out to bid. The interstate road project, not far. There's no no final plans been developed on it, but there's a significant amount of work that's been done on it just to do the final plans and get those out. You know, that it would be project ready to let within a year within a year's time, certainly within you know several months.
8: Well, could could drainage play into this? Can't. I guess you know why I'm asking that. Cause we, we, got <laughs> in, we got some major issues,
0: and
8: we got right. some major issues in the county with with, with drainage. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm asking that question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
6: Uh, now, y- you've got to have a match for these funds at the state level, and the match is a scoring thing. So the more match, the better. You know your, your million and a half dollars is sitting out there's a 50, 50 50 match that's as strong as it gets on a road project mm-hmm. your match to the water is about a about a 40 percent match which I think is still good the project the water project just it's a natural in there okay uh, so so I don't I don't think the match amount's going to hurt you uh, that you're not doing a 5050 50 in there um, mm-hmm. but I, I personally on on the infrastructure project for negative economic impact if you're fortunate enough to you got some money allocated already. If you're fortunate enough to get the other half you need, uh, then that, yeah, I think you'd come out very well on that project.
9: Well, would you? Would you not try to bring the water back toward? I mean, if you go one way, which is already down in there, from from uh, Leroy Kofa Co- Road, all the way back and come under the railroad, all of those commercial businesses, and then behind. The Lakes subdivision. We know that there's. I mean, it's nothing but timberland. That's it's already been before us at one time and mm-hmm. and laid out for homes. Um, I mean, I I don't know. We we've got both areas to try to look
6: at. I guess that's a great point. Um, so we hadn't done any studies on that. You know, there's we hadn't done any engineering on that. You could you could count the people that are there, and I think it'd be pretty easy to run an estimate on what it would take to come under the CSX uh, and and serve those customers. That is your water service delivery area.
9: It would be all Uh, the way to the city limits of Mm Flemington. To Liberty High right there. That's right, to Liberty High.
8: Mr. Brown. Joey. Chairman.
9: Fire Protection.
8: Chairman. Yes, sir. I had a question that was posed to me today about the water system that we got. And going through Robinson Street, uh, can there be any changes made to that for fire protection through there? So, Although that's the city of Midway and it's got that water overlay district in there, can there be any changes to that?
6: Not without the city agreeing or either you Taking it to mediation at the state level to change your service delivery area, the city would need to agree to give up that area in in the in the service delivery strategy that's adopted. And that's why the water the water district for the city of Heinzel actually runs all the way out to the high school.
9: Right, but I mean, I'm trying to look at yeah. where you've got available land that's already coming toward the railroad track. That's right. Um, I mean, whichever way you feel like is we got the most bang for the buck.
6: I well, we could try. I mean, I don't know, um, Trent and I get together and look and see because we've we got a little bit of time updating some numbers. wouldn't I mean, well, I yeah, thought, it, we need to. It would be good to come on that side. It would, uh, I thought if we that we
2: had the, it from the track back toward Liberty. That that would be great. If you had going onto the tracks, the uh, the um,
9: the thing that Paul. Simonton, I mean, he's the one that, he engineered that whole thing, didn't he, for the project? He did. And I know he came in here and told us where all the lines was at and what size they were. They're all out there on that, on in that folder, that packet that he gave us.
6: He, he didn't do anything. Matthew didn't do anything on this side of the tracks. No.
9: I know that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, in the other line areas, we already know, you know, like, what size main there is if it's an eight or if it's a 10 right that's out there we know what's going into homestown right it's 10 and then it drops to an eight yep but i that's what we had we had talked about that at one time because i I know the discussion was if something were to happen would we how far would we have to be to the city of Hinesville to say hey you know we've lost we've lost something here we need Forty-eight hours worth of water. And well,
6: you did, you did, and and the, what ended up happening too, though, was that this connection down in um, uh, that we're talking about doing, Lewis fraser would put you in a in a situation that if Riceboro would allow it, you right. could tie right. in their we system. Right, you could tie in. You would loop with their system. Right,
9: right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Go both ways with it. I mean, actually, Riceboro's getting theirs from McIntosh County right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's. Uh, you know wherever we're at, because the whole Liberty County right now, from what I'm understanding, is pretty much knuckled down, it especially is, the city of Eynsford.
6: It is. So so what we can do is uh, is take a look then at what it would take to bring that on this side the tracks too, uh, budgetarily wise and cost wise and line wise, and then it may mean that you you may want to you know it'll change your ARPA numbers for for the money you need to match mm-hmm. to be strong. We'll need to up that, obviously, some. But we can certainly, I mean, that would, yeah. And we the, again, we would count the current customers there is really all you'd be able to count um, to do that since there's nothing else. There's been stuff talked about, but there's not anything approved on the books yes, or right. subdivisions. But we can certainly get those counts. That's easy. So if it goes down
9: Lewis-Fraser now, Commissioner Stevens, does it go all the way to the corner and come down Scribbin
8: Fork, or does it turn there and go the... Scribbin Fork is already covered.
9: All right, so... Okay,
8: uh, so <clears throat> just before you get the John, you start off by almost by, let's say, John Roberts' house. You know where the bricklayer there? at? Yeah. Bricklayer take it all the way out to Berridge Ferry. That will cover everything right there on Salters Road and Salters Farm Road. And there's another road down there. Uh, I think there's about six or seven houses up in that road. That's on the right. That's on the right hand room. side. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're probably looking at about forty, about 40, 40, 40, 40 or forty five houses in that distance. Yeah.
9: Well, I don't know what's at the lakes and what's on Bright Lakes and on either side of the road. Oh, you'd, have right. a, you'd have a lot of commercial customers though. So. Yeah.
6: It'll, it's gonna pick up. It would pick up Slade Road, McIver Road. Slade Road, that's right. And uh, Salter, that Salter Road area.
8: I think I. I think one of the times before, one of the biggest issues that we was mentioned to us was coming under the railroad.
9: I nah, ain't no problem. They can bore underneath it without any problem. They'll be done with that before you can shake
0: a Getting approval, I think, is a problem.
9: Nah, that yeah. ain't no problem either. Yeah. <laughs> Do that night. They'll tell you that they will, but Jesse James and them, that's the reason they robbed them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joy,
2: um you know, we got water slash sewer, and, and we don't have sewer. We just still got septic. But, um, I mean, and we looking at the, the future. What about, uh, I mean, we couldn't look at, and I know we probably don't have near the amount of money um, through this program here or whatever, but um, a spray field or some kind in, in, in that area so that you have sewer and don't have the septic tanks, uh, that may be something um, that, that we need to look at. Um, um, I, I know um, I think Midway got a spray field, and there's a spray field in, uh, off of Bar- Barrington Ferry. Right, that's right. You know, so, so if we had something somewhere, you know, for our um, water customers, um, you know, maybe, um, I mean, Marcus was just here. We, gonna, um, we got water for another 120 or so houses, but if we had water and sewer, you know, that, that makes it more attractive and, you know, for future development if you got water and sewer.
9: That would be part of your negative economic impact.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: So, why don't you let us put, see if we can okay. uh, get those other numbers for the water sewer side. I'll, I'll come and show you the budget on that sheet, mm-hmm. which will be the main thing for y'all to look at. And then, I mm-hmm. um, believe it is the end of September. We'll okay. have to push sin on that.
0: So. Let, let's go back to the top bullet, because, you know, when we were here before, we had a request from a small business about some help because of their... Uh,
6: can, I, can I fast, can I get into the ARPA? The local okay. army money. All right, okay. If I can, on All that, right. sir, you can. It's, it, it's yeah. more descriptive. Okay. I'm gonna walk you through that. All right, carefully. All right. And so we'll we'll, we'll go there. Uh, actually, Mr. Mosley and Mr. LeBlanc are gonna help me. So uh, I've, got, I've given you the handout. And first thing are the key, are the key dates. You know, some of these, when they, when they declared the health crisis, uh, the covered period, you'll see this referred to a couple of times actually began uh, March 3rd of 21. Uh, We still have not gotten the final ruling from Treasury yet. They have not released their final rules on there. Uh, But we want to go ahead and do this this for y'all so you can kind of be working on some things in that. You have to have all of your, uh, should be ARPA funds obligated by December 31st of 2024. And then by December 31st of 26, all of them have to be spent. Uh, on your projects. The primary objectives, and, and this is to make counties whole for those expenses incurred after March 3rd and provide support to the community in areas impacted by COVID-19. Now there's, I, I got a call from somebody the other day and I believe it was about buying something, uh, software somehow for a 911 system. And they said, hey, we understand that you can use that money to buy software uh, from computer data dispatch systems. You're you're not going to see that anywhere in here. Where you will see later on is counties that may have suffered a revenue loss and then take this money and use it to replace lost revenue. Mr. Glocken will maybe talk about that when she comes up. We ran that number and. Fortunately or unfortunately, but fortunately, we did not have a negative revenue loss during the period of time. Uh, They're very specific about how how you calculate that, but it's it's very, very specific to COVID. So these are the four major buckets, not three, four major buckets that you can use your local ARPA monies for, your rescue plan monies for. And you see there's a commonality with the state water, sewer, broadband. There's the second one that you see uh, that you can provide premium pay for eligible workers, providing essential work. We're gonna dig into these a little bit further. You can use money to mitigate the ongoing public health emergency and its negative economic impacts, which is where that other state came in, and then replace local government lost revenue, which we had none uh, during that period of time. You can't use it for rainy day funds. You um, can't use it for reserve money. You can't use it to pay debt. Um, and you can't use it to pay any money to the pension funds. This is a little bit of expansion again, into the water sewer, not to be confused with how the state's gonna look at their money, but this is specific to counties and cities. Um, projects don't have to be related to COVID-19. So everything else is COVID-19 related, broadband is not, Water sewer is, sure is not. You don't have to show anything was affected there. Uh, just some notes for you there, things to look at. Uh, basically you need to have your plans ready to go if you're gonna use them for those projects, remembering <coughs> how, how short of a time frame you've got to get them obligated. But this is where your money would come from potentially to match those state dollars. So you use your ARPA money to go out there and grab some state dollars, many more state dollars, and as is noted in the last bullet. Premium pay for eligible workers. Um, first, and you, I think I've got a note on the next slide. It could not, you cannot use it to pay people who did not actively work during the emergency. So working from home, you couldn't <laughs> pay somebody if they stayed home and worked. If you If you had an office, which we didn't, had anybody that went home to work that's directly under your control, that went home to work and
2: work from home for that
6: extended period of time, you could not pay them
2: uh, with, with any of these dollars. What, what, what would be that extended period of time, is it, it? It says
6: basically work from home period.
2: So if you went home for, if, if you uh, were quarantined and you, you went home for a week.
6: Well, this is really talking about those offices that shut down, like state government did, the DA's office. Mm-hmm. In fact, court was out. Uh, they worked from home. None of those folks that would, were county employees that are assigned to DA could be paid with these funds. The, none of
2: ours completely shut down?
6: None of ours completely shut down. Okay, well, we good. None of ours completely shut down. Okay. Big emphasis here, big emphasis on low to moderate income jobs, okay? So as you read treasury ruling or the treasury guidelines that came out, not the final rulings, it specifically lists janitors and sanitation workers. And it doesn't mean just those, but it's talking about lower paid employees that were out there every day. It even gave the example of handling the garbage and touching people that came into the transit systems and things like that. Uh, janitors who cleaned the offices behind people that were sick and public that came in. Doesn't mean you can, you have to only give it to them, but they wanna make sure that they're included. Okay, uh, again, transit staff, public health, public health, safety staff, social service. Um, and again, regular in- in-person interactions by handling of items that were handled by others. That's the key. So again, that's why anybody that worked from home uh, would, would not be eligible for it.
8: Which in from, from our standpoint, we didn't have no, no one to work from home.
6: We did not. Okay. We also stayed open, in fact, I can't think of an office that didn't handle something that either was coming in the mail or, you know, uh, that would meet that criteria. Go back that last bullet. So it's basically, it, it basically says that the chairman, chief executive uh, in this case, uh, could say, look, you're gonna give uh, premium pay to eligible workers, and we'll, we'll talk about some, some bullets on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we feel like since everybody stayed and worked and everybody was affected, that everybody is eligible. You can declare others. Now, th- there, there are some exceptions, uh, and I don't know that I got this deep into that, actually I did, is th- this is the cap, okay? So it puts a limit on what you can give folks, up to $25,000 per eligible worker. They've gotta be an essential employee, you can actually make that pay retroactive to January 27th, 2020. um, And it can be paid through the date the National Emergency Declaration ends, which is 2026. But here's some things to think about. And then I will tell you, ACCG's been monitoring it. We've seen stuff come across. What you really have to really think about is not making that a continuing salary because the money's not coming back. It's one-time money. So what, just every, I haven't seen a county or city that has done it based to increase hourly rates. They're giving it out as bonuses or premium pay, critical workforce pay, basically is what they're doing. Um, And they're giving it out based on various levels, which is we can furnish to y'all what we're seeing on those surveys. Um, and they're giving it out this year, and then they're gonna reconsider it next year, and they're gonna reconsider it the following year into 2025-26. But definitely the thing to remember is don't give it as an increase to the hourly rate, because it's one-time money. It's not coming back.
9: How did they come up with the $13 an hour.
6: That's on the federal guidelines. Uh,
2: Mm-hmm. And, and Joey, go, go back to that. Uh, that's um, let's say proceed with caution, and this is something for, uh, for us to consider. Okay, doesn't mean that we that uh, that we could not raise the um, the pay for our law. Workers. If, it if doesn't you, mean that that we d- can't. Does
6: not mean you can't. You just okay. need to. You need to pay that increase out of your general of your fund general budget, fund and not right. use our not out of
2: the court. Right.
6: Okay. Right. Right. Absolutely. I know y'all want to look at that also.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Most definitely. I mean. Yes, sir. You know. Okay. Yes, sir. I, I, know I mean, and job. and what, what I'm what I'm talking about, I think I sent an email two or three months ago. That that's not everybody. That that's not that's, that's not everybody um, in in the county, but it, it, it's a few that's way down that, that, yeah. that we need to do something for
6: yeah and I don't get too much off on this to tell you that when, when UGA finishes what they're doing for EMS and fire uh, which is supposed to be later this month we're supposed to have the review of that we've already told them that we the commission wants to take a look at mm-hmm. what we call living living wage, mm-hmm. it's getting those rates up, mm-hmm. for the lowest paid employees and so they're, they're already going to put that on their radar but no sir that do not have anything
2: to do with that at all. You say and UGA is doing that? They're probably still so happy that they want to end the other night. They probably thinking about it. Anymore.
6: As far as mitigating the public health emergency, um, you can use it for public safety and public health payroll uh, to help do that again. You're gonna see this again, but you shouldn't necessarily use it to increase those salary rates, but you can increase it for, uh, to attract workers, as a matter of fact. I mean uh EMS or FIRE or whatever you're gonna do if you wanted to give um, a bonus. Some some kind of sign in. Sign on bonus. <laughs> sign in bonus. Yeah. Uh, or something like that. You could you you could use it for that. And these are for frontline positions. You could actually use it uh on some of the stuff for, for deputies and jailers and EMS folks. Okay. Again, the thing is. The people that were in the closest contact with people that had COVID exposure.
8: Mr. Brown, <laughs> question: Since you mentioned an EMS, <clears throat> since the county now we have taken over EMS, <laughs> they transitioned from the hospitals. Were there any money given to the hospital for EMS from the CARES?
6: I, I don't think so, I don't, Mr. Stevens, and that's you know that's a. That, that's a good question, especially as we start talking about some other things struggle so. to talk about the upcoming month is, I'm, I'm not real sure with the increase in their caseload, and the, I hate to say this on, on, on the media, but the people in the hallways, and the extra nursing and everything, I'm not sure where they're getting some of them.
8: Well, the reason why I'm asking that, because if, if, money, if money was included at the hospital for EMS, but now they are on the Board of Commissioners If money was, did that money stay over there? If any was given.
6: I I can't answer this for you. They they were not eligible for any of these monies. These went to to, uh, cities and counties only. I I don't know whether there was any (laughs) hospital association funds or something. There's there's gotta be something that hospitals can get some help with, Uh, but but I'm not sure there is. I haven't heard, I don't know. Okay. But they did not get any of these monies directly. They, They were not eligible for these. Uh, again, um, if you're planning to return to reimbursements to general fund, um, what you what you can do is y- you you could offset your payroll for a year or two for the for the length of the time that this money's here, as long as you don't reobligate other monies that when this money's gone, that you don't have any more to pay those payrolls. So, if you wanted to, I hate to throw something out, but if, if, you, want to, if you wanted to take the payroll of, uh, let's use EMS, for example, and, and say, look, we're gonna use ARPA money for this year to do that. We're gonna keep the recurring revenue stream for it over here next year, but for this year, We're gonna use ARPA monies to offset a portion of that payroll that's eligible. And then we're gonna shift that money for a capital project. Mm -hmm. Any capital project, you could do that. You just can't get rid of your other revenue source that when this money's gone away, you don't have it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, And that's why increasing hourly rates is dangerous in that regard. Because you had not already had that in your budget to do, you don't have another revenue source for it already.
8: Let's say we do it for two years; that that would give us two years to be looking at making that adjustment. So when that two years period is over with, we can do a lateral shift and still come up with the amount of money to keep that salary yeah. going. Yeah, I,
6: yeah, that's be kind of risky, but mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're better to take your if you're going to take this money and supplement it. To use it for recurring expense, you're better to do a one-time move. Okay. It's equal to that. Okay. Or something that's a capital, or something that's a one-time expense. Doesn't necessarily have to be capital.
0: Okay. And just, and just be upfront with the uh, with the staff that this is only because of <laughs> these special pot of funds absolutely. that will not last forever.
6: At, at, no, they won't. That's, yeah.
13: that's absolutely absolutely right. But but uh, with that being said, we're just talking about the one time. So we're, technically we're talking about two separate things because I, I know we're still talking about increasing. You crossed
6: over, that's right.
13: Okay. Yes, sir, yes, sir that's right.
6: Uh, b- big thing um, that they talked about specifically in there, ventilation systems. So for instance, it, one thing that you'll see, I think it may be on here, it's on another one. The counties and cities all to do is take your capital improvement plan, it's one time money what have I gotten to fund in the general fund as a capital improvement item, i.e. these 32 systems that you just approved in here that, that, that you were gonna come out uh, of your budget if you were gonna do that? Take that money from ARPA, use it for that, and use the money that you had appropriated to do something else with. It, replacement for planned objectives is what they really want to suggest. HVAC systems for ventilation, a biggie. Uh, Cyber security, we had stuff built in the budget this year uh, to be able to do some stuff uh, with, that would be a help. But we we need to take a look at our CIP first, and I've already kind of done that, but there's stuff in there that you've got that's coming up between now and 2026 that you're gonna have to replace. And instead of trying to budget the money for i.e. tax dollars, you might wanna do a set aside of some of this money to have it out there for these qualifying projects. Um, but you see basically what those are. Uh, other county investments uh, that were specifically mentioned, uh, vaccination clinics. Uh, in fact, we're setting up one, uh, Say we helped the state actually set it up. It'll start next Monday down at Schumann Center for that. We had to get a tent to do that for the drive-through. That would be an eligible reimbursement for some of these dollars to do that. And then you see some some other under the county investment category. And again, if, if you create the capital investment, you have operational cost, can't use this money for that, that's gonna be in existence, so you'd have to have an alternative revenue source for that. So this is the replacement of lost revenue slide. If we had lost revenue, which I'm glad we didn't, um, then you could basically use if you The amount of money you could show on lost revenue using the calculation methodology that they said you had to use in order to determine it, then you could basically use the money up to that sum for anything. It would be the most flexible environment. Again, unfortunately, fortunately, we didn't lose revenue. When when we do their calculations, and this is the funds to the outside agencies. So, Miss Chairman, this will come back. Okay, you can do assistance directly to households, um, and you see what those could be under there.
0: This is where man house would fall.
6: No, sir. Actually, no. it would be under businesses.
0: Okay.
2: small business. Okay. Joey, go, go back to that other one where it says, um, okay, rent, mortgage, and utility assistance. Um, that would be, I mean, we would allocate, we'll have that part of money going forward. It, it won't be for someone that was having problems a year ago.
6: Um, yeah, it would actually be somebody who uh, couldn't pay their rent, couldn't mm-hmm. pay their mortgage, um, In 2020. Couldn't pay the utilities during that covered period. During that time, okay. A key thing to remember with both of these, (coughs) and we've done a little exploration, is that the reporting criteria on what you have to show, make a business, or make a household present is very similar to the federal requirement for um, emergency relief funds that the county gets, the county doesn't get it, Liberty County has granted it, there's, there's an emergency fund appropriation committee that is, that is headed up by United Way that basically screens those applications. So you would need to have an application process and you'd need to have somebody to be able to screen applications for you. And likewise, then as the money's given out, have a return reporting requirement for those businesses and for those households Businesses, uh, if you look into the Federal Register, are gonna have to be able to show that they have financial statements and that they're not necessarily audited, but that they do regular financial statements so that they can show you the pattern of where they were, what happened in the trend that they lost, and more importantly, as they go forward with the next money. All that being said, I've reached out to uh, both CRC and United Way, who have screening processes in place uh, that would be happy if the commission wants to um, decide on an amount of money to issue to small businesses. They would help us with that screening process that would be in compliance with the federal guidelines.
0: Since I put it on the table, let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, so, when it comes once again to, to House and their request, so it wouldn't be based on financial hardships.
6: It would, be. it would be. It would be based on the hardship they suffered in, in the amount of, of people they had to serve Okay. It was exasperated okay. by the COVID. I see. I, yes. see, the, I see the angle there. And the okay. good thing about – and Manning probably um, – Gosh, I hope other businesses don't get on me for this or other organizations like mm-hmm. them. Oh, Man House is a real good record keeping system mm-hmm. um, that's audited every year. Um, I know that without a doubt, they would be able to show before, during and after, mm-hmm. which is gonna be important in that application. Process.
0: Okay, so so Menhouse House or any other business would have that's the, correct the same criteria. Okay. They'd,
6: have, they'd have to go through that. I show the financial hardships. Process. Okay. Uh, that's right. Okay. That's right. Got it. Um, something, something obviously for the commission to think about is every city and every county got these funds Mm -hmm. and so um you know businesses and or households Mm -hmm. um, would the commission do those in the unincorporated area Mm -hmm. cities take care of those in their cities since they were recipient of the funds Mm -hmm. or does the commission cross over Mm -hmm. and if they do cross over how do you determine you know how do you determine how much you want to cross over right where you start and stop. Mm-hmm. And we can certainly try to figure something out. Whatever the commission what was
0: happens. our lump sum?
6: Sir? Mm-hmm. What was our allocation? Uh, your allocation it was, was 11, 20. Something. Almost 12. 11.9, yeah. Okay.
0: So as a as a commission then, we would just set aside an allotment for, let me make an example, for small businesses, whatever that might, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
13: I, I suggest we do both. We have... A, you know, some money allocated for the uh, 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 unincorporated area, and then also for the municipalities. I mean, because I mean, we still represent all Liberty County, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I know for a fact the other municipalities. Uh, I don't know how much money they received or how they're handling it, but I mean, I'm 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 still a, a huge advocate for yeah. small businesses. Uh, with me being a multiple small business owner, I I, I understand it more than, than a lot. Uh, and still, to this day, small businesses are still the fabric of America. So whatever we could do to help them, uh, let's do it.
0: You know, the only one, municipality I heard from about their process, you know, sometimes through Commissioner Giller, is City of Hines. But I haven't heard anything from the others, so they've all received some
6: they, uh, uh, I know that Funding. they all made application for the dollars. Mm-hmm. There were two mm-hmm. that were trying to work on something in the end mm-hmm. and to get their information again. filed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they were able okay. to get that or not. Okay,
0: so we may have the big big brother. How about Dang, the you know, that's uh, board of
6: education? <laughs> board of Ed would not have gotten
0: any no answer. Citizen counties.
9: So it's just when I, that's what I'm saying. It just had a broad mm-hmm. spectrum make counties hold and that's what I was wondering is I mean I don't want us to be looking at 11 million and they say oh yeah we forgot to tell you now the
6: school board y'all got to share with them well it's, it's really a discretion of the county so you could reach out to school boards you could reach out to hospitals you could reach out to um, other well, hospital, organizations yeah. I
9: mean we they you know they've got the, they probably had the most front line folks out there working in it Um, But, I mean, I just didn't know if that was the way it was going to be. It it is for each municipality to get a certain portion. Yes, sir. The county to get a certain portion, but the Board of Education does not. Not of these funds. I mean, you would think
6: they're the ones that probably... The teachers... I do want to say, and I'll go look at at the state site again tomorrow. Um, I I do believe, almost 100%. The state, out of some of their ARPA money, created an educational fund, and the governor
0: gave some funds to.
6: Yeah, so teachers. so it's a, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that is one of the grants that's out there too, is mm-hmm. an educational fund <clears throat> grant, and I'm not sure I haven't been in there and looked it out. Yeah, I just but that's I, I a good just, point. That's a good point, though. I think all I the mean, teachers got a thousand dollars,
0: didn't they? I think they all got the governor gave some.
6: I don't I don't know. Yeah, on, the, on, the, on the OPB website, there's something an was done for teachers mm-hmm. allowance there. To do that.
0: Mm. But you're going to give us the, um, also you said you're going to give us some notes to look at from what other counties are doing?
6: Yes, sir. We, get, we can go back and, and track the list, serve okay. on what they're okay. doing for okay. disbursement of the money. So okay. And, and, and more particularly what we've seen is it relates to um, uh, premium pay. Okay.
0: That's and, and all
2: you, over the board a little bit. And, and Joe, you, you did say uh, what, what our $11 million or, or whatever that number is, that um, we could also be eligible to get some assistance from the state as well could you use it for state matches,
6: okay. which the water project is, is an example of that or, and or the road project could be. Okay.
9: Dates, Joey, now you've given 20 and 2021. 20, exactly when, I mean, are we looking at people that was hired and employed by the county
6: in 2020?
9: Or are we looking at those that was retained through 2021?
6: No, you could, you could actually, th- there's no look back period as far as employees go. The premium pay for workers can be paid to anybody that was here or not during that time period, but you can go back to anybody that's still on board and pay them back to that period. You would not compensate people that are no longer with you, but you could go back if you have an employee that was affected and use the money to pay them. No, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think I've seen a county that's doing that. You've looked at it. They're mostly looking go forwards, and they're doing blocks of money. They're doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, I figure, some as low as $25, but, but others, you know, uh, $250 and $400, or $400 and $800. Mm-hmm. We'll get you those. You can see them by county, what they're doing. And they're for classes of employees, which is what the act says. You know, they're giving those lower paid people that the act specifically targeted a certain amount and others, another amount. I
0: think I heard him right though. He's trying to set the timeline. So there's the people who own staff from January, 2020 until now, who who's was that eligibility cut off? You,
6: you didn't necessarily have to, you, you don't have to be here. You didn't have to be here in 20 to get this premium pay money. Yeah. But but if you, what I'm it, saying is an employee, want to back
9: up. an employee was here. He worked through 2020. The chairman said, I can't wait to 2021. When I swear it gets in." he's gonna go, and he's gone. That guy, he's, which mm-hmm. is it's not happening, but
12: mm-hmm.
9: you got something like that, that could have happened. Mm-hmm. That employee won't get paid for him being here
6: and helping out the whole time. Oh, sir, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, mm-hmm. you, you couldn't compensate anybody that's no longer on the payroll. Okay. Mm-hmm, they've got, they've got Active to be- Active employment. You gotta, you gotta be, you you
2: gotta here. be uh, present uh, to win.
6: Yes, sir, <clears> got, got to be on the payroll. Okay. That's fine. Um, there was a thing about the mm-hmm. industries. And then that's what I mentioned, hospitality, travel, tourism. So, yeah, I mean, theoretically, you could, if you had a local industrial board that that handled money to industries or formed a coalition of an industrial board, they could, if the industry could show they're going to negatively impacted, and you had enough money to do it, you could divvy out money to those industries or something Mm -hmm. similar to the small business.
0: Let me give this example. There have been some nonprofits who have not been able to hold their annual fundraising activity because of COVID. So where does that fall?
6: Those nonprofits would have to be able to show that they took an economic loss Mm -hmm. during that period, and and, and they would apply as a small business. All right. Okay. Basically. They've been asking. but, but, But let me say this now. I don't know. and We'll dig into this a little bit. I, I don't know that I've seen money given to non-business related associations. Mm-hmm. So, and I realize that business is a business. When I say that. Mm-hmm. so, I'm sitting under thinking of a, a of a non-profit agency mm-hmm. that just takes in money and gives out money. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not like the manor house. It mm-hmm. doesn't actually open the doors every day and turn on the lights and power okay. an budget. Just for
0: instance, yes, the raw, just the Rogers. Fr- Yes, sororities and fraternities that have annual events.
6: Civic clubs. I'm yeah, right. Sure.
0: Where they raise money to give scholarships. Sure.
6: I don't think they're, they don't have a business permit. Yeah. So I'm not, no. I'm not sure that you could classify them as a business and give them money. Yeah. Under this. We can, we can please, see if we can find an answer to that do. question, but I don't, I don't. Because think. they had
0: not been able to hold their annual fundraising stuff for scholarships and stuff.
6: Yeah. yeah, but, but, but they're not actually running a business. Business, I understand. And that's the, that's going to be the Check problem. Check it out. I will. That's going to be the problem. I need to give them an answer. Okay. And again when you give it out, just not coming back. Uh, so here's your reporting deadlines. I'm gonna let Kim talk a little bit about the reporting.
0: <laughs>
6: she still back there? You were doing good. <laughs> you wanna mention the reporting? Um, key, key takeaway on, on the reporting thing too is that basically we're gonna be audited. And so we've gotta be sure that it, that it meets everything. And as Kim mentioned, uh, documentation is, is uh, it's critical. Again, there's only an interim rule out right <laughs> now we're waiting on the final rule, which may clarify some other things for us on our, on our reporting. Anything that we spend has to fit in one of these seven categories. <coughs> they give you a specific chart of account list that you've got to fit them in and that they've got to be in here. And I'm, I just pulled off one. Let's remember the notes at the bottom where, where the recipients, and we're responsible for the money that we spend and that we give out. And the subject, you have to pay it back. Um, top note that you'll see on the next one denotes where... Uh, reports got to show that it was primarily serving disadvantaged communities. The asterisk, you've got to be able to identify the funds that were allocated to evidence-based interventions. And I think I see something that's gonna answer our question on
13: that. Uh, excuse me, uh, before you turn. So were, were those additional, because uh, I know on the, on the last slide, we talked about the, the well, a c- couple slides back with the four major buckets. Mm-hmm. So are those additional major buckets?
6: No, sir. No, sir. But the, these are expenditure categories, and so out of those buckets, any uh-huh. project that you do, you've got to you've got to mark them to one of these categories. They have to fit. And th- and this is maybe this helps a little bit. Each of those categories, for instance, negative economic benefits. If you were going to do that one, each of these categories is this detailed. Okay. So if we say we're going to give money to nonprofit organizations, they've got to show that that money. Loss was to evidence-based intervention programs. Mm-hmm. In other words, it would be a nonprofit that, well, like the Fraser Center, mm-hmm. that was offering services to COVID-related counseling or something they were doing. Um, but but you're going to have to drive back with evidence-based data, not just having the revenue if you're a nonprofit. So it, again. Perfect example. If we were going to give that money to a nonprofit, it's going to go in expenditure category 2.10, and it's got to show the intervention programs that they did that were COVID-related in order to get it as a nonprofit.
0: Mm. Not just they loss of funds because they could not schedule a
1: event. Right.
6: They would have had to be engaged in intervention mm. and lost funds through that. Them. Makes it tough. It does make it. These make it tough. And, and, and we can give you all the expenditure codes that you'll see, this is the detail they're gonna want. And I just want you to see as an example.
12: Question, Mr. Chairman. Yes, um, just a question. Um, I know we had uh, shared an email amongst us here recently where we were talking about doing a uh, public service announcements, trying to get the word out about this, how uh, what's condition Liberty county is in how the spread is affecting the community uh, I see where it says health that uh, public service announcements we couldn't use none of that money to educate the public
6: you sure could you, that, you can use you can use it to educate the public you could use it as incentives to encourage the public to get vaccinated. I mean, that's exactly what that would be.
12: Because I think we would uh, shared uh, email amongst us where mm-hmm. we were discussing how to get the word out, what more can we do as a group, and the suggestion or the one suggestion that I explored was us doing the public service mm-hmm. announcements, mm-hmm. even if we had to go to national TV, regional TV, radio, whatever, and those funds would, you know, we could reach a broader swath of people, through those rev- avenues, if we could use that money toward that also.
6: Uh, something that Commissioner Frazier, in fact, I think bounced back on one of those emails was uh, intervention, not intervention clinics, but uh, vaccination clinics. Mm-hmm. So right now we're at kind of the mercy of the state as far mm-hmm. as vaccinations go and paying people to be there and things like that, but you could use this money to do some more outreach uh, for vaccinations or testing to do that. I'm gonna let Mr. Mosley talk about the planning. One thing that, that um, G, uh, Georgia Municipal Association and recommend recommends that you do a plan for use of the funds. Uh, number one, to check the boxes and make sure you're gonna be in compliance with what the act allows you to use the money for. But uh, I think what you're gonna hear us talk about is, is going in and doing a plan through 2026. This shows your allocation of funds and, um, and, and doing that under a planning scenario.
14: All of you got ideas in terms of, of how the money ought to be spent. So what planning does is it provides you a framework to start prioritizing. What do we want to accomplish? Think about this in terms of the areas that, that Joey mentioned earlier. How can we make sure the monies we spent are within the framework of the offer guidelines? So we identify the priorities and we make sure we do the research. Uh, remember keeping in mind whatever projects we do the money has to be obligated which means we, we lay inside this money on december uh, the 31st 2024 but by 2026 it has to be spent and if it's not spent guess what
13: after have to be returned
14: yes sir yeah so we answer four questions when <laughs> we're planning where are we now where do we want to go how do we get there and when do we get Here's a a framework that uh, the Institute of Government recommended in terms of how do we uh, put the planning process to work. They recommended staff work with a subcommittee that this body establishes. They identify uh, projects and the needs and available funding and start doing your research Uh, and then synthesize, staff help to synthesize it with the subcommittee. Then we uh, we invite uh, partners, potential partners, others to uh solicit them for their ideas uh, in terms of, of how can we spend the money we assess it with this body and we just the, the plan as needed and then y'all adopt the plan uh, and then i believe if i read it correctly i think we are we submit to t- t- treasury in terms of in terms of the obligation of those funds we submit that to, tr- to the department of treasury Uh, and the last slide is, hey, this is, could be a model. For instance, uh, one of the actions we want to complete the water system. Uh, we'll allocate uh, 256,000 in 2022 to be completed. And that project is done away with uh, We want to upgrade the uh, HVAC system throughout the county. In 2022, we allocate 250. and 2023, we'll allocate 100,000. and 2024, 50,000. 2025, 25, 50,000, then we're completed with HVAC systems. And we wanna make improvements to Liberty County Jail. We allocate 100,000 over the next four years making significant improvements. So those are the types of projects that as, as you guys begin to think about them, you begin to start prioritizing them and allocating funds in terms of how you wanna be spent in all the different categories, because all of you mentioned different things that you'd like to see happen. Uh, keep in mind, $11.9 million only goes so far. So yeah. you gotta be.
0: This is where interstate paper road could go.
6: Well, so so basically, I I think what you'd have uh, really, and he he uses the water. I think you you show your entirety of what you want to do there, so that your match of your funds does go to interstate, or a match goes to that road project, a match will go to the water system, and some of those, Mm -hmm. even though those are in conglomerate with with a state match, uh, but that is where it would goes on that planning chart. Expand a little bit, so. You know, could you go out there and just make changes to the jail? No. What you'd have to be able to show in your reporting is that you made changes to the jail areas that were related to separation required by COVID. Uh, when, when we, what they had to do, they weren't able to do, really good, was to separate those prisoners and segregate them, the COVID, they were trying to put them in one wing, the non-positive ones in another wing, um, ran into a lot of trouble is you need to do renovations in one of those areas anyway. So it's a chance to possibly use some of this money instead of your general fund or or sales tax that you wanna do other projects with, having to come in and do that, this could be a little more flexible for you. Uh, Certainly, uh, there's old HVAC systems at the jail. Uh, They run about 50,000 a piece. We've already replaced two. There's two more that's gotta be replaced. You're gonna do that through sales tax or your general fund. It's, that's how that jail would fit in. You couldn't just add a kitchen in the jail or anything mm-hmm. like that. But certain aspects of these projects, you could pick them apart. Health department. Um, one of the final things that Treasury hadn't ruled on is whether you can build an entire facility uh, with these funds. It says improvements to facilities. Well, I could say that a brand new health department certainly Green improvement, improvement <laughs> but it's not really to an existing facility. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the questions that a lot of counties and cities have asked is, can you build a whole new building? What I know you could do, and we've talked about this, is take that health department when you get it planned and let it fund the vaccination wing or the the nurses wing or something that you could tie back to that COVID and things you weren't able to do. So you could use some of these monies to infuse that project Mm -hmm. probably is what you could do. We do think, as staff, the right thing to do is for you to have a subcommittee that works on it. uh, That, number one, takes that budget that you've got and sees how we can replace some of that money with some of this money to help you go further with your current budget. But also to look at stuff like assistance to businesses, premium pay, some of those things, too. And maybe come back to the commission uh, under these guidelines that that Mr. Mosley's mentioned and uh, have several sessions with the commission as that plan goes along. And I know that time is of the essence. We still haven't got the final rule I don't I, I wouldn't I don't hesitate to tell you that anything you're seeing tonight is not going to be replaced there may be some added to it probably just clarifications and I think the health departments a perfect example of whether you can do a whole structure with that thing or not uh, but there's we don't have any idea when that final rule may come out. but certainly the committee could go
2: ahead and start work joy um, and not not that uh, <clears throat> That, that, that we would uh, take on a project such as that, but um, the, the that subdivision on uh, Leroy Kofa, the, the trails, you know, the people from that subdivision, uh, that they, they've been here several times, and you know, we it's, it's, we hadn't. Uh, that's that's not ours, but if if there was some way we can get that clear, I, and I, I don't know how we could. I don't. But, uh, I don't but, but, see
6: uh, um, yes, sir. I don't see it with the ARPA money. You know, if you had if you had that upgrade already planned somewhere, mm-hmm. then you could take ARPA money. You couldn't use it for that project. No, you you couldn't use ARPA money for for just a road project. It's going to have to be tied to one of these buckets. But I
2: mean, but we, it's it's never really been cleared. Um, who? Well, we uh-huh. we don't own it. We, that that's that's clear for us. That yes, sir, we don't it own it. Okay but it's, it's some nice homes out there, but it's oh, those roads are just, mm-hmm. just like dirt roads. Yeah, it's, no,
6: it's worse than a dirt road.
2: There's two or three. It's it's it. Worse yeah. it, it is worse than dirt roads. It's bad.
6: It's really bad.
9: Let, let me mention something. In, in the, I know chairman talked about Interstate Paper Road, and I don't know, I think since I've been up here, we've resurfaced or done it three times. Um, but I know part of that belongs to the city of Riceburg. Part of it belongs to the county, but there's a road that's more heavily traveled than that one, and that's that island's highway, and I have, I have spoke about it, and I, I know that we're looking at the industrial side of that, but that's a road that we need to get off the ground from on this side of that interstate and go forward with it, because it is, I'm telling you, that place down there is, is gonna be a nightmare And um, you've got to evacuate ever again. There's already, you know, 10,000 more people down there than what there was when Hurricane Floyd came through. So I just hope we, I mean, we talk about the water, but we don't never put nothing down. And we get reports about something that somebody goes and looks at, but there's nothing in writing on it. Now, that's what I'm saying about this thing with this central water system that. The chairman McIver looked at, and we all went on board with it. And of course, I think um, Simonton's group was engineering it. I mean, those documents we got to make sure we keep them because, I mean, and I'm sure that they're 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 ours. It was a USDA grant, wasn't it?
6: Yes, yeah, so we got. So
9: we ought to have all of that stuff to know where we can go with the water and stuff like that. Um, it's a shame that. You know, we've got somebody that's saying,
12: well, I
9: really don't know if we can buy this piece of property because we don't know if we can get water to it. But, you know, it in fact, it's a simple thing. All we've got to do now is turn it loose and let them do the planning and zoning for it. But I i don't have a problem doing something in interstate paper as long as Rossboro get in with it. But uh, them guys and them log trucks, they never had to get out of them log trucks. and. Commissioner Jones will tell you, they drive up there, they get the logs off, and they go, and they beat the road out both ways,
11: Mm
9: -hmm. loaded and unloaded. And I don't believe I've ever seen, since I've been up here, a speeding ticket on that road Anytime. So there's no revenue coming off of it. We may be –
13: Don't call me out because I'm I'm, – Well, I ain't going to call
9: you out. I mean, you've just been in there a very short time, so I'm not going to – it's, it's been eight years now
13: uh-huh. it's been eight years oh lord yeah Tom, time flies but but i i, I totally agree uh with, with commissioner walden i you know I'm, I'm not against that project but i you know uh whenever i look at the, the allocation of these funds and, and how we disperse them i'm always looking at where we get more the most bang for our buck and Especially with dealing with our citizens. You know, I've, I've been seeing that with, with how we allocate our splash funds, and I feel the same way with this. Uh, and, I, I, and I'm looking over it and reviewing it, and it, you know, it talks about the different uh, industries that have been impacted. I mean, it, to me, when, when, I, when I look at infrastructure, I don't look just below ground. You know, uh, if, if you look at, at most communities and cities, whenever they discuss infrastructure, they're not just talking about sewer and water. <coughs> they're talking about what's above ground as well. Uh, so I mean, whenever we're dealing with tourism, travel, hospitality, and all that, I, I think we just really need to sit down and and really, like you said, come up with a, a committee to really look at, at this money. Because <coughs> of course, we need to take care of our employees. That's <coughs> public safety as well. Uh, But uh, also when we're looking at, like you said, being able to so upgrade or look at projects that that we've already been discussing, you know, uh, and and see where we could go with that. I mean, I'm I'm even looking at it and it's talking about different development authorities, i.e., Economic Development Authority that we kind of discussed. You know, all of that could could kind of work in together. So I think this is a great opportunity for us to be able to, you know, serve our public you know from from the private sector to to uh, the individual in their household so I'm just ready for us to come up with mr. chair come up with a, a committee or whatnot and, and let's review this and we're um, what, yeah,
0: what what size committee are you recommending sir do you have a Seven,
6: oh, number <laughs> really don't need to be any more than three yeah. uh, other than that it's gonna be a call meeting no that's true. That's true
8: I'll serve on it mr. Chairman.
2: will yeah. I will, you listen, will whoever. I don't need to be on the committee, but I am going to turn to my report.
6: Yeah, I think that's I mean I think that's the key the key thing too. Is it's gonna take some looking into that budget and doing some things with the with a budget document and all that. I mean it's gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would think the committee, certainly at your guidance, would take into consideration everything, mm-hmm. come back with something take some more consideration in as y'all think about other things and that we don't rush into it. And then I think, and, and we've talked about it, I think we all agree, uh, the best thing, because this is the money you're gonna get through 2026. So you need to think about things that you don't know about. And as you go out there and make those allocations every year for a block of money, you ought to reserve some money. Because, you know, you're gonna keep dealing with Tents and vaccination sites and whatever it may be. And if you don't have any money that you can go to specifically for those purposes, then you're going to come out of the general fund with it. So some reserve would probably be good too. Better cautious, and you can still allocate it. I mean, you know, and then
2: all turns out good, and you've got. Don, you said it's got to be spent by. It has to be fully spent by 2026. Oh, and if. Talking about tents and vaccination sites and everything, so I mean, if we setting up tents in 20, <coughs> how, how do you set aside? Well, no,
6: I think you do. You just come in. Boy, you could do it so many ways, but it's whatever y'all want to do, I think you come into that plan, and then in each year, you, you you decide your own buckets of money that you want to allocate to these to these areas right here. <coughs> Those are really your spending categories. And then you'll have the detail that's underneath that we can furnish to the committee and to the commission that says, just like I showed you in that one example, even more in depth how you have to code the project you're thinking about. So I think think you, you just think about the projects you wanna do and let's try to make them fit somewhere. Either they will or they won't. And then you develop your buckets of money in those spending categories so much easier. Reserve you some money for tents and vaccinations in 2024, 2024. <clears throat> you don't need it. You'll spend it in another bucket category. Mm-hmm.
9: I hope we don't never spend it past 2021. I agree. I, know. Me, me I mean, I tell you, this is a
0: terrible thing. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah
6: All ahead. right. You gonna serve, sir? Yes, sir. All right.
0: Mr. Stevens. Okay. All right.
6: Got it. Got our three. We'll go ahead and start setting some calendars and. Um, you know, you'll be doing a bunch during this next month too, with with meeting dates over your district do things. Yeah. So, uh, but I want us to go ahead and get cranking on this. Okay.
9: How long? How long is it going to be? Six months?
6: Or I'm talking about the the committee. Oh no, it doesn't have to be quick as the committee can work it and come back to y'all and give you You know, give you some feedback and the commission finalizes the plan. Well, let's let's do it this way then. Let's let
9: those two go for. Couple of weeks. Commissioner Jones and I'll go for a couple of weeks and then Commissioner Gillard and Miss Thrift can maybe go. No, I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it on the committee. No, I'm just talking about your ideas. You're still going to have your ideas, but I mean, it's liable to be our hour lunch that you could come in and sit down and talk <coughs> about. It. I mean, I, I don't think nobody plans on sitting down for all day long. That's a be up very unproductive. <laughs>
6: we'll work several hours a day that we do, but and it might be that what you want to do for the committee is is, is give us. Uh, we've heard a lot. We've already heard a lot. We've been capturing a lot, but send those, send those to Mr. me, Mr. send them to Mr. Mosley, well, and, and then we and then as you think of more,
9: send I, some more. I understand. I'm just you know the way we're structured with what we talked about earlier. You know, my district is inside the city. A lot of the chairmans is inside all the cities. And oh, are you talking I don't, about all the redistricting? No, I'm just saying that I don't want to have, I don't want to be presenting something that the city's presenting that's already got out there. And I'm just right, saying, right. I just, I, I think that, I mean, I can communicate with either person that's up here, but I'm just saying to try to make sure that we've got this thing whole. That, the chairman, when he goes in there, he said, "I had, I had three good votes on this one right here. Now we, we, we need to talk about it, and, or he might have had four good votes or whatever it was. It's not going it'll be uh, boys or whatever. But I think that it's it's just healthy to have other folks in there. I don't have to. You can you can have one or two of your staff that wants to do it. I'm just saying, need across the board." Uh, Certainly, certainly. We're human. Thought. We make mistakes up here all the time, but you, sometimes that fellow on the outside can see things that we can't.
6: So, Absolutely. However you all want to gather it, and, and then we'll put that plan together. And then in the end, the board will adopt that plan, and the plan can be changed <coughs> for, for needs that come up. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So if they Decide may come you up. you want to do it? Right.
0: Next year that we don't have this year.
6: Mm-hmm. I'd go ahead and set, it, set the blocks out for the years or – set it for a couple of years and reserve the rest and then go back and do the, do the process again. However the how commission wants to do that. We'll get started on it right Let's away. Let's just get started. Yeah, yes, sir. We're anxious mm-hmm. to do that. We'll tweak it as we go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you for your diligence. Sorry. It's a, no, I, I knew we would need time for it's that. It's a detailed deal I there. It, I
0: had to put to the end of the agenda so we can have ample time to discuss it.
9: Well, I hope I didn't
0: have
6: it all drawn out, but I just wanted to make a point that it's. Mm-hmm. We did. Recreational lease? Yes, oh, sir, very, very good. Um, this is just a draft. Uh, some of y'all are aware that the lease we had on the Recreation Center expired. We don't need to worry because nothing's changing until, unless you want to change it in a new lease agreement. This is simply something for you to take away tonight. This is the old lease agreement redone with new dates is all it is. So, um, you know, if you if you want to try to furnish any feedback, and I can give it to Kelly uh, before the next meeting. Riceburg has not seen this. I thought we'd get together, and if there's any changes y'all want to suggest or make, then, sure. you know, we could... We'll furnish whatever draft to them after we finish a draft, if that's okay.
8: Yeah. I think if it was working like it was, <clears throat> just okay. leave it like it is. Okay. They meet once, once a month only. They meet once a month. Once a month. So now they won't see it. Well, if we bring it back to mid the mid month. We can. Then they'll have it the first of October.
6: And I can go ahead, uh, Commissioner Stevens, if you want me to, if the board's okay with it and just furnish them with this. I would. As a draft and say the board seems amenable to this mm-hmm. and is gonna consider at their mid month. Mm-hmm. I can get that out to them tomorrow. Right. Yeah, they can look at it. Have the attorney look at it. Okay.
9: And the other properties that we have, we I know one time when I was on that we had talked about the other ones make sure we keep uh, keeping up with them. I mean I know Mr Stewart's gone and I don't know how many folks is still down there from the National Guard Army and that one is good for another
6: well, y'all just renewed it uh, this this year. As a matter of fact, I carried it over to Tom Ratcliffe and and Mr. Stewart. Actually, when we renewed it last year, Mr. Stewart was gone, and Johnny Smiley was doing it. Mm-hmm. And then there's another John Smiley, right. who's now doing it. I don't know him. Yeah. Uh, so he he has got that. We've already approved it next year. So the
9: Homestown piece is done
6: too. Now the Homestown piece is actually a lease with the trustees of Homestown. Okay. And and I'm trying to figure out who. Is still with on trustee. that trustee group
10: right.
6: so that we can get that executed again. That's a good point. I pulled it. It's on my desk, as a matter of
9: fact. All right.
6: right. Announcements? No, sir. No. Other than the, the, uh, the testing site that's opening on Monday down at Schumann Center and the tent set up today, they're doing a walk through tomorrow with it, with, uh, with DPH. And that site will be there really as long as the need exists, from what they are saying.
13: Will it be uh, rapid MPCRs or? It,
6: um, I, I don't. I don't think it's rapid. Okay. I think they're only doing the, PCRs. the long tests. Yes, sir. Because mm-hmm. that's all the health department does. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's all they're doing. I'll double check that, though. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: All for the good of the order. Chair, take oh, the motion. Yes, sir. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
6: Just the millage. Yeah, I, I
0: haven't had any response. Oh, nobody report. did.
5: By Friday.
9: <laughs> Man, I, um, so. I, I, I called you. <laughs> I called you, and nobody picked up. So I figured you was Me not there. Come up. We, we but come. we wanted to come Friday morning. On Friday. Okay. Friday okay. morning at Uh, somewhere about nine.
13: Okay. I'll be there at nine
0: Commissioner <laughs> 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 Jones, want to get in
12: will be at the available schedule. Friday. I'll probably, no. uh, my earliest day will be Monday, if possible.
0: I
6: understand. I'll write it down. We can get, we can get okay. We okay. All right.
0: So Attending motion to adjourn. Move. Second. Second. All in favor. Thank you. Have a great evening. We did well. We
14: did